Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 201, and we're going to be talking about a lot of really crazy stuff tonight. We've got a bunch of giveaways. Um, I see the, the chat room's already lighting up because people are here ready at the live show to uh, see if they can win some stuff. Uh, celebrating episode 200 last uh, last podcast, we talked about how we're going to have some giveaways uh, on episode 201. So um, yeah, the chat room is just, it's just blowing up. Um, we're going to get to you guys. We're going to be, like I said, giving away a bunch of stuff tonight. We're also going to be talking uh, a lot about what we've been playing. We're going to talk about uh, Animal Crossing updates, Smash Brothers updates, Pokemon Unite uh, being announced. We're going to talk about uh, some possible rumors of physical games coming, Breath of the Wild 2 rumors, uh, Joy-Con stuff, a whole bunch of stuff happening tonight. Uh, but uh, before we get into any of that stuff, Let's do some introductions because I think we do have some brand new people uh, joining us tonight for the first time. So uh, my name is Steve, but uh, I'm also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. Uh, happy to have everybody here. Happy to be talking Nintendo. And uh, yeah, let's do it. For sure. And I'm also joined by Greg. Hey, Greg. Hi, everyone. Great to be back. Love being on these uh, podcast and talking Nintendo with you guys for sure and uh, thank you all you guys for joining us in the chat room uh, we do have some new people I'm noticing some new names on that it's awesome uh, to see you guys joining in with us tonight um, and if you are listening after the fact you're watching after the fact anything that we talk about uh, we'd love to know what you guys think about it as well so, you, so either use the live chat if you're watching live or make sure you let us know in the comments after the fact uh, we'd love to know what you guys think about that but you can also find Follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Nintendo Fuse. So pretty easy to find us on uh, any of those platforms. But if uh, you also want to join our Discord, that'd be awesome. We have a Discord that we love uh, for you guys to, to join because we can carry on this conversation between episodes. Um, and it's just it's a great place to uh, find some community and connect with other gamers. So be sure to join our Discord. Um, all those links are going to be in the show notes for our podcast, but also in the description down below here on YouTube um, and you also saw it on the screen as well so um, yeah before we uh, before we jump into the news and everything what have you guys been playing let's talk about uh, what's been on our, our playlist as as of late uh, the last couple of weeks Barry what's been up over the last couple of weeks uh, uh, quite a bit um, and again that's mainly because of my uh, my uh, deal with uh, being on the switch mania playcast. Uh, so for those of you listening from there, I have uh, we did Holy Potato, What the Hell, which was our last episode, uh, which is a really quirky puzzle game that none of us liked it. Spoiler. <laughs> um, it, we really didn't. Um, and uh, what I'm playing for next week is a game called Urban Flow that just came out. That is an interesting puzzle game that involves controlling traffic lights um, and making sure cars don't crash. Oh, um, it, it sounds... <laughs> Sounds simple, but I can assure you it's not. I'm sh it sounds um, like one of those games that starts off really simple and you're like, I got this. And like mm -hmm. 10 minutes in, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, re remember, we did we did the game chat on damage and transit and I was uh, watching two things. Yep. We'll try picturing multiplying that by by <laughs> not just four, but like six. Like, like sometimes you have all six buttons. You have six lights and they're all different traffic and then you got ambulances that have special priority and oh it gets crazy uh <laughs> makes damage and transit look like a baby's game uh, <laughs> uh for our underdower challenge um last week i did uh, old school racer 2 which is uh actually like trials 
you would hmm. probably like it, Steve. Okay. Um, it's like the old old school trials, um, not not the urban trials, but the <laughs> the original trials. Uh, and this week I'm actually doing a game called Preventive Strike, which hmm. is a top down shmup where your helicopter kind of reminds me of like the Jungle Strike, um, back in the Genesis days. Um, I'm also I did Smash Brothers. I went back. We we're going to talk about that, but I did do that update and uh, played around with Min Min. I'm still playing Animal Crossing. There was an update there, which again we'll we'll be talking about. Um, so I messed around with that. Uh, I started a new um, visual novel, Collar uh, Collar uh, Cross Malice, I believe is how it's said, mm-hmm. or X Malice. Um, it's slow so far. It's a really good story, but it's slow, and it it reminds me very much of Steins Gate. Very little bit of interaction, huh. and it's it's like I really want to get into it, but it's also one of those like, do I really? feel like doing a slow game right now yeah and because i didn't feel like that i actually started on the ps4 i started persona 5 royal mm. because i've heard so many good things everyone's talking up this game all right i'll finally play it. and so far i'm really enjoying it nice. it's different it's a different rpg but uh, i really enjoy it i'm playing it on the easiest difficulty mainly because it's a long game and paper mario is coming out soon <laughs> and i want to be able to play paper mario nice. so my goal is to hopefully finish it before then or at least finish the majority of it um, Did you play the um, other Persona games? I played Persona 1, uh, and I, pl- I tried on the PS1 originally, and I didn't really care for it. Mm. And then I tried it again on the PSP, and I liked it a little better, but I never finished it. And Persona 1 was like first person, and I'm not a big fan of first person type uh, games. Um, but I never touched any of the others, even though I own them. And I've heard good things. Like, I even, you know, people are probably like, you have a Vita and you haven't played Persona 4 <laughs> Golden? Like, that was the one game. And I played other games on my Vita and I have Persona 4 Golden. I just didn't play that one. Um, will it make me want to go back and play the other? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't know. But I, I know it's a, a lot of people love the series. Uh, I, I mean, I just did Tokyo Mirage Sessions just uh, earlier this year. And I, I definitely see the similarities between that game and this game. Um, just in a lot of the style. So I kind of, I'm kind of jiving more with it because I just did Tokyo Mirage. Um, on mobile, I'm still doing Mario Kart Tour and Dragalia Lost. Um, Mario Kart Tour is actually taking a little more of my attention than Dragalia Lost now. It's interesting. Dragalia Lost is, yeah, right now it's just busy work. It's like, here's the newest event and it's going to be here for 14 days and I finish it within two to three days and now I'm just running through it for mundane rewards and I'm like, can I have something new? <laughs> Uh, and of course, on the PC, I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I'll always be. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm gonna go to the chat real quick. It looks like uh, Closable just uh, Closable Eight says that they got a Wii U and a PSP tonight. So congratulations. Nice. That's uh, that opens up a whole lot of games. Um, Jesus or Jesus, I'm not really sure how you pronounce it. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, he's just been playing uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, and uh, let's see if anybody else has been talking. Animal Crossing as well. Animal Crossing. Um, and uh, he also wants that Mega Man behind you, um, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave said he, uh, he's, he took him 150 hours on normal difficulty for Persona 5 for all. So, oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm an easiest, like the easiest difficult. We can't even change it anymore. And I'm fine with that. So. <laughs> nice. Greg, what have you been playing? Uh, my staple, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile. So that continuing on with that, they just had another bigger update there. So I've been tackling that and going through the new content. Um, definitely was playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, going through the update, which obviously will go into more detail there. 
And then um, I was also taking a look back another look at uh, what the golf that's still a really fun game and had some more fun doing some more crazy levels including some like a uh, first person golf like golf levels those are those are quite interesting <laughs> so like so if you ever wanted to play golf in first person that'd be the game to go to because like you're actually the ball so like <laughs> ah so it's not like you're looking down at the ball like you are you are the ball yeah <laughs> nice so that was that was a whole fun world they did around that, um, and then I actually popped in Yoshi's Crafted World a little bit more. Mm-hmm. My daughter wanted to play it, but she's like, "We haven't played Yoshi game in forever." So it's like, "All right." So I did some more co-op and found a few more coins and whatnot. It was only a very brief stint that we did that. Um, I did not get a chance to look at the update for Super Smash Brothers, though. Okay. Nice. Um, let's see. Jared said he's been, uh, he just beat, uh, super limit, super liminal. I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. Um, <laughs> uh, but it just came out on switch. Um, and other than that, uh, looks like animal crossing and smash and Pokemon go, um, Mario Kart and mobile. Uh, question has I, Greg, I know you haven't played Pokemon go in a while. Barry has that have the updates and the, the upcoming, um, big, like, tournament or whatever the smash or the pokemon day that gonna convince you to get back into it no pokemon go was one of those games that i played every single day and it was a point that i had to catch a pokemon every day which was usually easy i could do that from my house but i had to spin a pokestop every day and i had to do a daily challenge every day and and it just got to the point where when it would be winter time i would go out in the snow just to spin when i was on you know traveled on vacation you know, I made it a point like, hey, we got to go out of our way to find a Pokestop. Um, it just, it took over. It became a daily thing. And if I missed a day, it was like, it was like, I feel like I failed it. Like, oh my God, I, I'm just such a failure. Um, so when this whole COVID thing happened, I stopped. And I was already, the fact that that's all I was doing every day was just, it was busy work. Yeah. It was added busy work. It was a chore. I wasn't having fun with it. I used to do raids with a bunch of people in town and you know, we used to have a community, and that part was kind of fun. But none of this new stuff, it doesn't matter. My inventory's full. I've got the max amount of Pokemon, and i got to go through it all and delete stuff. I hate, I hate inventory management. Yeah. Like, give me infinite inventory, and I will never have to clean it out, and I am a happy camper. Yeah. You restrict me, and I suddenly have to start going through and deleting things and removing things. It, it's just it becomes tedious and I don't want to do it anymore and I'm no longer yeah. having fun. So yeah. yeah. And none of this. Is <laughs> it would be nice bad. if like, I get the whole like, you know, microtransactions and all that stuff. It'd be nice if they just did like a, a, a higher price to get unlimited inventory. Like that, that, that makes sense. They could still make money off of us. And uh, then we don't have to worry about that anymore. So <laughs> yeah, that would be great if they did that. <laughs> yeah. But they don't No, not so much. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, some some people are asking about the the Smash stuff. We're gonna get into that really really soon. Um, can talk about the updates and and things like that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, what I've been playing, I I've been playing two games and only two games, and you guys probably know what they are already. Um, and that's pretty I know much which game it should be, but I know it's not there. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. However, you can't see it in this angle. You guys can because you see more of my my screen. Um, but those on YouTube actually can't see it right now. But over my right shoulder, right back there, um, I I have a new addition to my home office, and I've 
I actually have a, a monitor set up over there and you'll see uh, my PS4 is actually connected. Um, so the first time I connected in like two years. Um, so it's no longer just collecting dust under under something. Um, and then on the other side of the t of the, the monitor over there is my Wii U. It is set up. So all this, this talk about uh, Xenoblade made me think, you know what? I've got another Xenoblade game that I really enjoyed. Um, and maybe I won't get to Torna right away, but I really did enjoy X. And so um, so I fired it up, I'm charging my controller and things like that, and uh, do plan on, on playing a couple of those Wii U games that um, I haven't touched in a really long time as well, so. Playing X is acceptable. Yes. But then you have to go on to Torna and 2 and 1. Uh, but what I have been playing uh, is uh, is Animal Crossing, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, yeah, really just doing a, a lot of the stuff. I'm on my final loan, so I'm like a little over halfway there um, for paying off my final loan. So excited about that. And and then kind of got the basics of my my island all set up now, which is cool. Like I've still got to fill in the gaps because I've got some big open areas that eventually I'll put things there. Um, but the things that I have right now are in the basic places that I want them. And so it's been kind of cool to just kind of just hone that in a little bit more and, and start going after uh, stuff that I want to add. Um, and then uh, Rocket League, of course, um, I've been this. I don't. I don't brag necessarily. I, I have no room to brag at all. There are people that are like so much better than I am. Um, but I have for the last week. I've been on uh, a really good streak. We'll just say, and I finally. And this this is going to tell you how not good I am. I'm nowhere close to even champion or grand champion. Um, but I finally got into the platinum rank last night. Um, and so for, for you guys that are unfamiliar, it's like bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, champion. Um, but I have been stuck at gold for so, so long and uh, finally got into platinum rank and almost a platinum two, actually. There's like one, two, and three of each of those. So finally got into there <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesus just said, he's, he's coming over, man. He's going to uh, steal your- He, did, he didn't say which one. <laughs> uh that's funny um let's see kyle uh, loves xenoblade on wii um good man so greg even though uh you know you don't like the the control scheme and the, the battle system kyle's gonna argue with you on that i guess uh <laughs> uh dave says that he hates the resource management on ran it yeah can't say that resource management on zero uh horizon zero dawn um, but, uh, he put the difficulty to story because he just wanted to get the game over with. Um, I love that there are games that, that do a lot of more of that, like have that really super easy modes nowadays, because there are some awesome stories that are being told through video games. And it's cool that you don't have to necessarily grind through them to enjoy that story. Um, so that's really cool. But if you do want to, that option is there as well. All right. Uh, before we get into any news and stuff like that, what do you guys think about? Let's do some. Let, let's do a giveaway. Let's just throw one right up for the, here at the front. Uh, think so? I think we can do that. Absolutely. All right. Let's do that. You know. What are we going to give away? We have like nine different giveaways. Uh, we yeah, have three different eShop cards, right? And we have yep. six different games that we're giving away tonight. Uh, so. 
we're going to we'll announce whether yep. this person gets a, a game or an eShop card, yeah. um, right? And then we'll uh, well, well, yeah, well, it'll be a game. The way we're going to do is we're going to do it. Uh, we're not going to tell you what games. We got a, a bunch of games. In fact, uh, we could say some of the games that mm -hmm. we do have um, that we do in, in this pool, and we will be sending out, um, you know, a, uh, a card. Afterwards, you'll DM us, and we'll send you one of the codes at random um, from what we have. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, we just basically have all the people that have retweeted and stuff like that, um, entered into a big list. Um, we've got a, a random number generator that I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of run that, give Barry a, a number and, and whoever that is will announce it. And, um, later after tonight, once we get done with, uh, with all this, we'll make sure that we're actually, um, following you on, on Twitter so that you can actually DM us from the account that you won from. And then we'll just send you that code for that game or that eShop card. That's how we're going to do it. So, uh, Barry, you ready for a number? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's do that. Uh, let's do it. All right, here we go. Clicking the button. We got number 51. 51. 51. Oh, my God. That would be BFW at Big Fly Walking. All right. Congratulations. So are we going to tell them anything about what they won? They win a game. They, they win a, they won a game code. A game code. Is, All right. Cool. It's a game code. So BFW, uh, let me mark that actually down that they are one. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, uh, Jesus uh, asked for our Switch friend codes. Uh, yes. Dude, if you actually join our Discord, uh, we have a, a channel in there with all of our, our uh, Switch friend codes right in there, and you can uh, just hop right on there and, and add uh, anybody that, that's also in there. So, another. Yeah, I can, will they let us post a link to that in the chat? Probably not. Uh, maybe not in the chat, but it should be in, our, uh, in the description. Uh, underneath the YouTube video as well. So you should be able to find it right in there. Um, but if you have your code, I guess you can toss it in the chat as well. But uh, the easy place to go is just our uh, our Discord. All right. Well, that's that's one giveaway. Should we do another one? Or should we uh, just space it out? Let's do the first topic. All right. Let's, let's jump into uh, a couple updates. Um, and, and Barry, uh, or sorry, Greg alluded to this earlier. Um, Smash Brothers had, uh, had a little update. Um, we uh, we talked about it on our on our last uh, episode. Um, we have uh, Min Men came from the Arms. Uh, I, I guess you can call it a franchise. I just got one game out there IP. so far. It's an Arms IP, IP, the Arms IP. Um, so Min Men came, and we had uh, we had all the the stages and and there's this new stage and songs and everything that came with her. But we also had new Me Fighters uh, updates to Spirit Mode. Um, all these different updates came, and um, and that that dropped on June 29th. So not too long after our last podcast uh, is is when that happened, and so that happened on June 29th. Greg, you've already said that you didn't, uh, you haven't checked it out. Um, I haven't either. <laughs> Oh my God, guys! <laughs> I I actually had uh, had some time uh, to to do that today, and then I realized that I haven't actually bought the new Fighters Pass yet, <laughs> and so I was oh, like, oh, well, I don't want to have to go through and buy it all and everything yet, so I'm just gonna I'm holding back on it. So uh, so Barry, <laughs> it's all about you. What what do you think about Min Min so far? And the real question it is, have have you got her to freeze? Because I've heard that she does this like 
T T pose freeze if you do a bunch of combos and and the the same uh, the same way over and over again. <laughs> no, I did not actually get that to happen, but I did play through her. Um, I went through her classic. It's usually what I do is I go through the, the classic mode to get the little check mark there and to get the spirit. And uh, she plays very differently, and mm. it took me like I actually I set it to like zero difficulty. Um, just because I, I didn't want to get my butt kicked. I wanted to at least feel her out. I didn't go into training. I'm not a hardcore or anything like that. But yeah, she plays really differently because, you know, each button is different fists. So it's in her, and you could have one fist go to the right and one fist go to the left. And it was like a whole dynamic when doing that. And uh, she, she feels really interesting. And I'm really happy the way they included her because I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of arms. Mm. Uh, I thought it was a really breath of fresh air. Um, it got me up and, you know, actually using the Joy-Cons and uh, a lot of fun. So I like to see the inclusion in there. Um, I also did the um, the spirits, got all the spirits, and I had missed a few spirits from the previous event. So I finally have them all again. So I was able to go through and get the last of those. And I didn't I didn't really mess around with the, the rematch because they added like that rematch feature, which was kind of cool. But it didn't import your previous mm. best scores. So you would have to literally fight them all again to get. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Um, but yeah, I enjoy her. I, you know, I went through, uh, like, you know, the DLC have their own special spirits. And what's interesting is they actually pulled the existing arms spirits into that DLC pool. Oh. Um, so, but it actually shows complete, like twin. The Twintel was there, and Springman was there, and Ribbon Girl. So they are still listed there, but they automatically have the check mark if you've beaten them. And Min Min was not pulled into there. And I went back through, and I found the original Spirit Min Min, and I actually decided, let me do the rematch just to to see. And it's still Corin, it's still female Corin. I was wondering if they would update that because yeah. they mentioned updating Spirits. Would it update to actually Min Min? But no, it doesn't. Uh. It's still at least. At least when I played it, it was still female Corin, hmm. um, which kind of disappointed me. I would have hoped they would have updated that one to Min Min because now she's the only fighter that actually has a default spirit and a fighter spirit, oh. uh, which is kind of cool. Hmm. That's interesting. Nice. Did you uh, did you check out any of the Mii costumes at all? or? I have not bought a single yeah. Mii costume outside of the, the, um, the Rex one, which hmm. came with Pack 1, and the Guardian which uh, armor, which came with Pack 2. Uh, and that's mainly because I'm really hoping at the end they do like some kind of costume pack where you could just buy them all at a discount. Mm -hmm. But it, I would only be buying them for completionist sake. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be using them much. And uh, I don't really feel like spending the money on that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still hoping maybe at the end they'll re-release Smash with like all the content on the card, including all of that. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, a game of the year edition sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah or even like a, a, a Nintendo Selects, like Smash mm. Mail, uh, Ultimate twenty dollars Nintendo Selects with all the DLC fighters. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be. That's the uh, new Ultimate game that you know they're going to come out yeah, with, real. and they'll call it New oh, Ultimate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo New Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> 
new ultimate it's new ultimate 3d <laughs> right 64 right right super new ultimate 64 uh all right um there there has been a little bit of controversy or, or some stuff going around um with smash and everything too um I, I, we don't want to you know necessarily spend a ton of time on that but it, do you guys have any any thoughts around the the tournament the evo stuff and everything else that's been going on at all I, it's just sad. Yeah. It shows that some people will let fame of any kind go to their head and think that they're invincible and that think that they can use that as a platform to take advantage of other people. And it's terrible. Uh, I'm not going to stop playing Smash or enjoying Smash because of it, because it has nothing to do with that. It right. just happens to be you know, a catalyst. Um, and it's, it, it really is. It, it's sad just why we can't have nice things. <laughs> You know, I was really, I like Evo. It's one of those things I look forward to because I'm not a competitive fighter, but I like watching competitive yeah. fighting. And uh, I was looking forward to it. Noah's online this year, but you know, eh, there, there's a lot, a lot of corruption, unfortunately, in this world. Mm. And uh, let's hope that things get better before they get worse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's move on to uh, something I know we've all been uh, toying around with is the Animal Crossing update. Uh, so. Um, there, there was an update that dropped on July 3rd, so just a few days ago. Uh, Game Rant has the, the full rundown here uh, of different things that were included. The biggest thing is that we can actually go swimming and diving now. Uh, so it's one of those things that uh, we've been kind of speculating, is this going to happen or what? And all of a sudden, they just dropped it out of nowhere uh, that we can do swimming and diving. We can catch sea creatures and donate them uh, to the museum. Uh, Pascal the otter comes back and you can like, uh, you know, give scallops to him and he'll give you uh, DIY stuff and mermaid uh, furniture, uh, things like that. Um, there's also Pirate Gulliver, uh, who will give you some uh, piratey uh, loot, I guess. It's uh, Gulliver. Gulliver. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then they also did tweak the the encounter frequencies for uh, for different visitors as well. And they announced that there's going to be another update coming in August. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this update? Uh, has it has it gotten you more excited about the game. Uh, Greg, I'll go to you first because this is your first Animal Crossing game. So all this is brand new for you. So uh, we've, we've been swimming before, but uh, <laughs> this is your first time. Has, has this making the, the game even more exciting for you the first time uh, playing it? It definitely was. Um, once I had told my daughter that we could be able to swim, she was like, oh, can we jump in the ocean right now? I'm like, no, we got to <laughs> wait for the update. It comes on Friday. And then it was like Friday. She's like, we get to jump in the ocean today. I'm like... <laughs> So it's like, just had to like see it and experience it. Um, yeah, I downloaded the update like the Thursday night, like when it posted. And then, um, unfortunate that you couldn't buy a wetsuit at that point because mm. it wasn't in the special shop and my nook's cranny was already closed for the day. So that part was unfortunate, but it was still pretty cool to experience that the following day and go jumping in and collect a bunch of sea creatures. So that's definitely added. A new some new enjoyment to the game and you can get more like diys you can do everything um it just seems like pascal is kind of rare for me i've caught a number of scalps and i've only like seen them once so hmm. i don't know how that's working i haven't found a single pearl yet there's supposedly you can find those too yep uh pascal comes once a day um it's random whether you know he comes i got him twice <laughs> on the same day yeah really yeah 
Yeah, it's rare. Um, I've heard other people have, having him more than once a day at ASU. I don't think I've heard any more than twice. Um, but I think it's very similar to the um, to the the message in a bottle thing. If you play early enough and late enough, you can get two in one day. Um, I think it's very similar to that. So yeah, I got I caught. Uh, actually, I only caught like three or four scallops, and he came on the first one and the last one. So, you got stupid lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hasn't happened since then. But one day <laughs> it happened. So anyway, Greg. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I, my first encounter with him, he gave me the mermaid vanity. I haven't obviously built it because I still haven't found pearls, so they're supposedly down there, but I can't find any of those. I've been, I did a whole lap around the island and still haven't found any yet, so I have found like 18 of the 24 possible creatures. I mm. did research that a little bit on the Animal Crossing wiki that there's 24 available for the month of July in the Northern Hemisphere, so, um, yeah, so I still have a few more left to go there. Um, exciting to see that there's going to be a fishing tournament on Saturday. So I'll be logging in and playing that just like the bug off. So that's definitely kept the interest there. And we're continuing to make our, make our island a better place and everything like that. We've been revamping a number of areas and just adds more things to do and collect. Nice. Just wish we had more pocket space and more house storage. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, just like. <laughs> yeah yeah nice that also the um change to the people thing is much appreciated mm. we didn't see red the entire month of june where we saw flick three times so you can totally tell that that's working and you can <laughs> supposedly if they haven't shown up they increased their chance nope it wasn't the fact for us so <laughs> yeah 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 um, I'm going to interrupt real quick because uh, Jesus mentioned this, I think, uh, am I, no, Molten Sky Molten. Uh, mentioned this in the uh, the chat, and I just pulled up my email to confirm it, and I got the pure yep. press release from, from Nintendo that uh, later this month, <clears throat> I'm trying to find the exact date right here, breaking it's news. 7.15. Uh, okay, yeah. so um, 7.15, July that 15th, that... Uh, the Nintendo Online uh, service is going to get updated. The SNES is going to get Donkey Kong Country is coming wow. uh, to SNES. And then uh, Natsumi Championship Wrestling. And then The Immortal is coming to the NES. So um, I don't know anything about those latter two games, but that's really exciting that Donkey Kong Country is coming uh, to the SNES. So fantastic uh, news um, for for people that have and have not played Donkey Kong Country, this is it's an awesome game, and uh, that's pretty exciting. So thanks, uh, thanks Molten for pointing that out. Um, very rarely does Nintendo give us breaking news on the podcast. <laughs> Usually, it's like right after we finish. So that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Greg, anything else to say about all that? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to played Donkey Kong Country. I had started it on Wii, and then once I had lost the Wii data, that took my save file with it, so yeah. might be a chance to actually try it over again. Hopefully it'll actually stay on the shop for, like, the rest of the time that the app is up, and they won't be able to just taking it down in, like, six months, and <laughs> it's, like, a limited time <laughs> access thing. <laughs> right, right. They, they had fun taking them down on Wii and Wii U, and they put the entire trilogies up there, mm. so... Yeah. And then... <laughs> Bring on DKC2, please. That's like my favorite one. Is it really? Nice, <laughs> nice. Went to some Donkey Kong 64 when they finally announced 64 games for the uh, 
into no online service. That'd be great. Uh, Barry, what's your, what's your thoughts around uh, all the Animal Crossing updates? Uh, for Animal Crossing, I'm really happy with it overall. Uh, Animal Crossing has turned into one of those da almost daily chores again, like I was mentioning with Pokemon Go. And, uh, you know, the, it, it also happened just at the beginning of July. And I'm one of those people where the start of the month, I catch all the fish and I catch all the bugs to, to give in and just get it knocked out of the way. Uh, so the, like the first two days of July, we're very, very busy doing that. Uh, there's a lot of bugs and a lot, you know, in July, especially, um, managed to get them all. And then July 3rd, boom, here's the update. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So I then had to spend all of, all of, uh, the third or the fourth, one of, you know, catching all the sea creatures that I could, all 24 that are available right now. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm just adding to it. But it's a lot of fun. I enjoy the deep sea uh, diving. I, I like swimming. Um, I like the wetsuits. That's really cool. Kind of wish that you didn't have to have it on to swim, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> but it's the only um, thing I, you have to have on. That's the only thing. You can thing. keep you your shoes on. You don't have to have a mask. Yep. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. I I uh, I did find out today too because they didn't actually state this, but I had CJ today, and I went to try and get the giant clam as a as a model, as a little statue, and you can't. Uh, CJ as of now does not recognize any deep sea creature right. um, for those statues. So if that's something you're like, oh, I really want a clam or a crab or something like that, you can't do it right now, um, unfortunately. So just hold on to them, throw them in storage. I hope they add that in later on, but as of now, CJ does not take them. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple mermaid stuff. I've caught, I think nine pearls, just, just diving, trying to get, um, all the fish and it's, uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't seen Gullivar. Um, I, then again, I haven't seen Gulliver in like <laughs> probably a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's ever since Leaf came in. I have never seen Gulliver since. And that, that annoys me. I miss seeing Gulliver. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, I'm enjoying it. It got me back playing the game at least for a couple days. And now it's it's more to the daily thing because I, I try to get Pascal every day, uh, at least until I have the full mermaid set. Hmm. Um, then I'll then I'll be like, oh, yeah, remember deep sea fishing? Yeah, it was fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, until the next month rolls around and I have to catch the new ones. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, as for the uh, NES and SNES news, which is, is breaking as of this moment, um, it took too long. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they were holding off on DKC for maybe like a Donkey Kong collection on the Switch with you know all the DK games, and I was like that that's got to be the reason they haven't put that there. Why haven't? Nope, that that idea is now shot. Um, so I don't see a DKC collection coming anymore, and it's weird. Only three games this time, and I forget when the last update was, but it seems like we're getting less and less. April, and, I think. Wow, April, May, okay, maybe so, one or the other. Like so we got one in February, and then it was either April or May. So this is the third update this year. That's that's so uh, every other month. Yeah. Every other month we used to get what was it like every every, every month. month was it? Yeah, every yeah, month every we month got like was four like two, games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like two NES games for like the longest yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not even two NES games, and I know they haven't drained their NES library. Um, to hell, they could have put a DK NES game. I'm sure there's one they haven't put on the. Mm -hmm. the service yet but now it this seems like such an afterthought and i understand like with third-party games they need the rights they need the license and all that but uh come on put more of your own games on there if you yeah. want i mean come on you don't need the license and the rights to use your own games right right yeah i agree with all that um i'm excited to i mean i have 
Donkey Kong Country. I don't even know how many times I own that game <laughs> on different services, but it's it's always cool to just have with it with you, especially on a handheld. Because I I had the the Game Boy games, but it's cool to actually have the real Donkey Kong Country um, to uh, to play on Switch. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, I play I've played Animal Crossing so much. Um, CJ finally came back for me too, and it been in like a month. And I've been saving up all these giant fish in my front yard, and like I was running out of space. And finally, like I made over a million bells, to like finally cashing them all in. It was awesome. Uh, that's actually how I got over halfway to to paying off my final loan uh, was through all those fish. But um, but yeah, it's been cool just to swim around and and have some fun with that. I I really like like. I, I don't mind that you have to wear a wetsuit because it makes sense, I guess. But I love that you can wear it over your clothes, that you don't have to completely change out your uh, your wardrobe to go in the, the water because that would be really, really annoying every time if I had to, to change out all, all of my clothes every time. I just um, wear my wetsuit. All the time, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I like the Nook one, the the black and green one. That's I just wear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I use like I the, the leaf one. Mm-hmm. The, I got the green leaf one yeah. with the, the Nook mask yep yeah yep. pretty much swear it all the time um, just don't go to eight sisters because you can't use the true. changing room yeah oh you can't no she says oh, you can't like, wear oh, your wetsuit you yeah take off your wetsuit so yeah. you can't that, go there with the full see this is nintendo taking one steps forward and two <laughs> steps backwards come on <laughs> it kind of makes sense because like when you go in there it uses that exact but you you don't have to like i think that's the big thing is like they want to just put that same exact, you know, character, you know, avatar or whatever on the screen and be able to, you know, swap out clothes and everything. But you could take the wetsuit off. Just do it automatically for us when you're in yeah. when you're in the changing room. I so. mean, come on. <laughs> this is a game where you owe money to a raccoon. Making sense should already be out the window. <laughs> Here's the thing. Have you ever tried going into that same changing room when you're in construction mode? Uh, no, I it takes not. the hat off for you. Why don't you take the wetsuit off for me? Because hmm? it's Nintendo. <laughs> so. Why can't we buy more than one outfit at a time in the clothing <laughs> store? So true. So true. Why can't we craft more than one uh, fish bait at a time? Yeah. See, I would be fine leaving all those things as is, to be honest with you, as long as they made one change. One change, and I think the game would be perfectly fine, even though those other things are annoyances. Make it so that you can't pick up anything on your island Unless you're in constructor mode, I can't hmm. tell you how many times I've tried to pick up a freaking like stick or a or, or an item, you know, a present that fell, and I wound up picking up the bench that it fell next to. Oh, I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. I gotta you know, reassign it. Like, just make it so we can't touch that stuff unless in constructor. Or God help you, or if you put in. down any ground patterns, like a, like a cobblestone walkway or whatever, <laughs> and like a you know, something falls on it, and you push Y. <laughs> just a little off of that item and you you kick off your your custom panel now hold on i gotta bring up my hat now <laughs> it's just a pain in the butt like yeah. make it so you can't touch that stuff unless you're in constructor mode like yeah. it's such a simple thing the other day i actually picked up something that was beyond what i was actually standing like next to i was like i it was just like a stick or a weed or something like that that i intended to pick up and it ended up grabbing like uh, one of the fish that i had stored in my front yard instead i'm like what, that was further away. Why did you default to pick that up instead? That makes no sense. But, oh well. 
the good thing is it's that they're they're updating more. Um, I love the fact that we can go in the water. We, we, we talked about that several times, how we wanted that to happen. Um, all the extra stuff that you can add to the, the museum is really cool. I, I was wondering, I was like, how are they going to actually put all this into play? And then you were able to build that that giant aquarium at the back. And that was really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the August update uh, brings back the, the mini game island. That's what I really want. But yeah. Uh, That'd be that'd be fantastic because it'd be so cool just to go. Like I love that there's so much more multiplayer stuff and online everything, but uh, I want to be able to play some games together and, and do some do some fun stuff like that together. I I would laugh so hard if they added like a mini game island that you can go to, and they make it the GBA island from the original. Like they model it after that, hmm. and you go there and there's like a fossil on the ground and you dig it up. And it's like an old sandy filled NES with the Legend of Zelda going, hi, we finally decided to give it to you, but it's been covered in sand. So now it doesn't work. It's been so long, you know, That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Well, there's uh, there's some other stuff to talk about this update in terms of news. But I say we give a couple more giveaways. Uh, Do another giveaway. People have been uh, people have been wondering. They've been, they've been yeah, wondering. They've been chomping at the bit. Here we go. Here we go. Num another number. The number is eight. Eight? Oh, eight. boy, we're going right up the top. Low. Right near number the top. Eight. Let me scroll up here. Number eight. Number eight is Mel at uh, Mel Needs a Name. All right. That's, that's the – congratulations. Congratulations. Is that, a, is that a game or an eShop? That's not a game code. Another game code. Cool. Next one will be our first eShop. Ooh, next one. We'll do a pattern here. All right. Nice. Well, let's quickly talk about uh, this – this update with uh, with Animal Crossing, um, Greg, tell us a little more about this because uh, apparently this last update um, seems to make scamming the game a little bit easier. And I know you, you've done a little research on this, so tell us a little about uh, what's going on here. And to know everything had an article uh, and stuff about it as well. But uh, yeah, what's what's this all about? Yeah, so ever since this the introduction of the diving mechanic and putting on a wetsuit um it was kind of popular for like turn up places like the fence off like the store so then like you had very limited access to the island but now with the jumpsuit you could jump off the pier and then you can go swimming around and bypass the island and then people can wreak havoc like pick your flowers pick up stuff that you have like lying around or whatever so like people can technically get scammed because like you have People, these random people come to your island to just to sell turnips, but then they're also going through and can to do damage to your island that obviously you probably don't want. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of like an introduction with the wetsuit is you can bypass the fencing by just jumping into the water. So hmm. that's uh, unfortunate. That's why I don't allow anybody to my island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I true. I, I, have, I have never opened my gates to my island at all yet. And I no guess more. you could technically fence off like the entire water, but then that makes a lot right. more fencing to put up. And especially if you don't have room right along some of the path, it's tons of extra fencing to add in when it was probably more convenient just to lock off like a small part by the airport. So, mm. yeah, I think only the only fencing that I've done is is. Surra fully surrounded it within the island. Um, I've not done any any fencing like that. Um, Barry, is this this going to affect your game? I, I I've I can't remember if you have any anything like that or not. 
I do not have any type of fencing or anything like that to prevent uh, people. I could put it up. Um, I only opened my island, I think, once when I actually had a high turnip value. Uh, I still need the last stamp for the 10 million from turnips. I'm close, but honestly, I haven't even bothered buying turnips because I have a full 1,600 inventory my house is filled with diys because i can't keep them outside because that hurts <laughs> right. my rating so i picked so up all stupid. i can <laughs> it's so stupid and then on top of that i've got a bunch of the the sea creatures because i'm in full i've have the, a bunch of tanks all outside hoping to make statues from cj and then just to have that all dashed so now i'm like <laughs> oh great what do i do with all these so yeah. <laughs> so so yeah i'm i think it sucks that People can look at something positive like here's an update, all this new content, and find ways to exploit it, especially when it's griefing. It's one thing like, oh, I found an item duplication glitch. This will help people enjoy the game more. Fine. You can choose to do that or not. Right. But when when you're doing something that actually causes griefing on another player and hurts their enjoyment of the game, that's just not cool. Like, come on. Like, we're, we're all playing this game we're all enjoying and relaxing and what's the purpose of griefing some random stranger (laughs) like if that's how you get your jollies there's a lot of other outlets you should be doing yeah yeah for sure yeah which is it's really unfortunate i don't know if there's even going to be a way to fix any of that like I mean, I guess they Nintendo could find a way, but I guess right now it's just, you know, if you if you have an island set up like that, then uh, don't invite anybody over, especially just randomly. Because if you do invite them with Dodo code, right, like they can't pick up anything like that, right? Like it's only if you actually open your gates. Am I am I getting that correct? I don't know. I haven't really invited anyone over to my island. It's been very yeah. limited visit for me. I think the Dodo code prevents them from doing a lot of harm but still yeah yeah well be careful out there guys be careful <laughs> you don't want all your stuff stolen like uh, that would be awful is if, if you know if, if someone came by and took all the fish that i had stored out in my front yard <laughs> they can't touch that stuff I, I don't think even best friends can touch that stuff uh, okay it counts as a furniture like even if you know like i came to your island as a best friend um, I couldn't touch your benches. I couldn't like just demolish your stuff. Okay. Um, I think it's only like I could I could pick fruit. I can chop down trees. I could dig up flowers. Um, but I and I I could I can remove custom patterns. Mm. That'd be like, the most damaging thing. Mm. Um, so if you ever go to someone's island, um, don't just randomly push Y because <laughs> if your best friend like you could you could ruin their day. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Uh, what, we got lots of giveaways tonight. What do you think? Should we do another one? Well, fine. Let's okay, do let's do another one. This is for an eShop code, right? eShop code. eShop code. Ooh, all right. Here we go. The number generator's going. Number 43. 43. 43 is Rachel at Rocky Gazelle. Rocky Gazelle. Congratulations on that eShop code. Congratulations. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Jesus has said that uh, if he doesn't win, he, he's going to say goodbye to those Mega Man. <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. no. <laughs> uh let's move on and uh last episode we we talked about all those pokemon uh updates um pokemon smile pokemon uh, snap pokemon i don't know whatever else they they released last time uh on smile was uh pokemon no there was more there was there there were, uh, the, there were like the four or five the cafe right 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 and still no news that, about that, pokemon yeah. sleep but we had another uh, update. You know, on June 24th, there's like another, you know, more news. And we thought maybe we'll get Pokemon Sleep stuff. Uh, no, we got news on uh, Pokemon Unite, um, which is uh, Pokemon's journey into the MOBA uh, genre. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically it's going to be uh, it's a strategic team battle game being developed with the, the Pokemon Company and Tencent Games. Uh, TMI Studio, T-I-M-I Studios. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like I said, essentially it's a cross-platform game though. So you can play on your Switch or you can play on your mobile device. And um, yeah, you'll actually, um, you know, five on five team battles, uh, free to start kind of game. And so um, you'll be able to to battle each other and we're not really sure like, what else you'll be able to add to? I'm sure you'll you know you'll have to pay for something along the way. Um, probably different characters or different uh, costumes and stuff like that. That's usually how um, those kind of games uh, will make all their money. Um, but uh, there's been a little bit of controversy around this game, a little bit, I guess, um, because some people um, absolutely hated it. Uh, they hated the news. <laughs> like you know, it's the internet. Um, you know, like some some things don't make people happy and they decide to lash out. So I believe this uh, has the most unlikes or dislikes on YouTube ever or something. Uh, now it's kind of ridiculous um, how people just lashed out against uh, this free game because I think they they expected something else. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I I'm pretty excited about this game. Uh, what do you guys think? Barry, what do you what do you think about Pokemon Unite? You know, the, there's a lot of people that are unhappy about this, and I think they only have themselves to blame. They started reading way too into the previous Pokemon Presents, looking at the plushies in the background and getting hyped for some kind of remakes. And in reality, they just did it to themselves. Um, would it have been nice? Sure. But the truth is, this game isn't made for you. <laughs> this game is made for the Asian markets. Plain and simple. They're the, these type of games, the MOBAs, they're huge overseas. Um, and, you know, Lego Legends is, is, is ginormous. Uh, and so they got Tencent, who makes League of Legends, I believe, to make a Pokemon version, mm -hmm. which is smart. Uh, hey, you know what? If you're going to make a type of game, get the, the, the developer of the most popular one to make a game for you. Cool. <laughs> so in Asian markets... This is going to do gangbusters. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't have to release this here. In fact, if they showed off that same trailer but said it was only coming to Asian markets, people would be complaining, why isn't this <laughs> coming here? So it, it's a prime example of why you can't please everybody. Um, I think when people play it, they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it or they're going to feel indifferent, and that's fine. It's, it's going to do well overseas, which is exactly where it's supposed to do. And if it does well over here, then that's icing on the cake. But this, you know... If you expected a new generation, we're still getting Pokemon DLC for Sword and Shield. It, you know, let's let's go. You know, Gold and Silver 
seemed likely like, oh, you know, it's every other year maybe. And, and that could still be coming. I mean, it, that could be coming in a new D- Nintendo Direct or that could be coming in a new Pokemon Presents. And they just they want to space it out. And clearly, they don't mind doing multiple presentations. They did one you know, a week apart. But uh, I'm excited for it. I played uh, Arena of Valor and I liked that on the Switch. Um, it was something I just didn't keep up with mainly because you know you had those matches with those really good people and it was a lot of fun and then you had those matches where everyone just got steamrolled up and you'd look at your team like great guys thanks <laughs> um but i think with like with friends and you know an actual team and just playing that way i think this could be a lot of fun granted nintendo lets us actually play with our friends because uh we all know <laughs> nintendo likes to do their online oh that'd be <laughs> awful that'd be so bad so bad yeah i i've i I've tried to get into some of those other games, and and the problem is that I always get in way too late, and and by the time I get in, everybody's so much better than I am, and it's it's ridiculous. Um, so I end up giving up and and stopping. But uh, this I think will be one of those games that I'll try to jump on on board early, and I really hope we can play with friends because that's that's where I think I'll I'll see the most enjoyment out of it is you know gathering with you guys or some other people from our Discord or something like that and say hey let's go on there and and try a few battles together. Um, Greg, do you are you excited about uh, Pokemon Unite? Is this uh, this something that, that could get you excited? No, I don't usually play those kinds of games. That's probably why like this kind of whole thing just kind of flew over. I mean, I did read through it and saw like what Barry already explained about it, but it's not something I'm terribly interested in, and probably won't even bother to download it and try it out. Mm. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is that, uh, yeah, it'd be available for mobile and uh, Switch. So, you know, you can play it on either. Um, I'll probably play it more on Switch, but um, but it is nice to know that uh, when I'm on the go and away from a Wi-Fi signal or something like that, that I could play it on my phone or my uh, iPad or something. Um, the the important thing I, I want to know, they haven't really said it yet, at least what I've read, is um, if it's not only cross-platform, uh, but is it cross transferable? Like, can you take your like save data or whatever? Is it like st- stored on a server? And you know how you know Nintendo servers are awesome. Um, but uh, but can we actually take that same account and play it on my mobile device? Yes, that's the key. Yeah, because a lot of times I won't have my Switch with me, mm-hmm. but I will always have my phone. And that's one of the reasons why I played Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart as much as I do is just, you know, it's those times when I'm not near console and I'm able to just sit and I'm able to just casually play or even just waiting. You know, sometimes like going to someone's island. Okay, I'm going to sit here and wait, you know, okay, I'm going to do something else or Mm -hmm. downloading an update. Um, So, yeah, I I do agree. If you can share, um, I think that'd be great because then it's like you, you can play both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's something I'm really hoping that would happen actually with with Sionix and Rocket League. Um, is that that because I have I own the game like three different times on Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch, um, and I would love for all my stuff to come together. Now it really doesn't matter um, that much, but um, but uh, but yeah, I, I do have some progress. I I play more on Switch. It'd be nice to be able to have that same account um, on my my Xbox when I play on the ma- on the main TV. But uh, yeah. Um, let's see. That's, that's all about Pokemon Unite. Uh, let, let's talk about this other quick, uh, announcement, um, right before we, we give another giveaway. Um, and this, this might excite, uh, Barry. 
um, especially for our uh, big physical collector here. Um, that uh, apparently there's a little rumor that Untitled Goose Game Honk might be getting a uh, a physical release on Nintendo Switch. Barry, is this this exciting for you? Absolutely. <laughs> I I it's one of those games where I wanted to play it. It looks great. I've heard great things, but you know, unless I get a code. Uh, or it's under a dollar part of the challenge. I'm not downloading the the game. So it's it's one of those where if I can have this on my shelf, I am all for it. And not only will I be able to enjoy it, but I'll always be able to enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's just it. This is this is one of those games that's so unique. It you know, it, it's just it deserves it deserves a physical treatment. It deserves to be preserved. And uh, yeah, I'm very much hoping this is real. Yeah, it looks like uh, Nintendo uh, Life uh, wrote about this. Um, it looks like they it popped up uh, recently on, um, um, I believe, on Amazon Germany, of all yep. places, and uh, going to be put out by Skybound Games. And um, September twenty second is the release uh, date listed for right now, and that's uh, thirty five ninety nine euros, I believe, is uh, the. If I get that correct, That's forty dollars probably. Probably, yeah, approximately thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty, forty dollars. Um, is is that about the same price as the game on in digital, or is it a, a little cheaper than that? I feel like it's a little cheaper. Uh, it might be a little cheaper, but we also don't know if this is going to have like some kind of download. Uh, like a lot of digital games start off, and then by the time they get a physical release, there's like some kind of update or some kind of like expansion, and the the physical will get all of that like cuphead still doesn't have a physical on switch and they mm. stated they wanted to wait for all the content to come out so it's all on card same reason why shovel knight which launched with the switch didn't get a physical until year three i believe with treasure trove where all the content's on the card because this way you're getting the full pack you know you're getting yeah. that full physical package which right. is great that makes sense for sure jared says digital was 20 that was 20. Okay. And, and there may be a little bit sometimes, um, you know, through, especially with indie games, um, Barry, you'd be able to tell me more because you, you deal with this all the time, but sometimes there is that, that a little bit of an extra, you know, people like switch tax or whatever, um, with a physical release, just because just to cover the, the excess expense, right. To, to put it on a cartridge. So yeah, that might be a little bit of that too. Yeah, um, a physical release will be a little more expensive than a digital. Um, usually, um, the it's usually about ten dollars more, give or take, um, whatever the digital is to cover the not only to cover the physical, but but uh, sometimes it's from a different publisher, because a lot of these digital, uh, you know, games are are self-published. The developer makes it and just gets it out there sometimes by themselves. And like in this case, it might have been I, I don't know who developed. Untitled Goose Game, but Skybound might have said, "Hey, we're going to put it out physically." Skybound needs a cut for them to do that, hmm. um, because it is costly to do it. And, you know, it's going to cost them money to print all those carts and and the paper, and even just to get the ESRB on there um, or the Peggy on there, they're going to have to pay for that. Hmm. So it's one of those things where that's where you eat it. But the positive is you have it forever, no matter what. The C shop can go down, the, your switch can break. You can give it to a friend. You can let them play it. Um, you have it. And it, especially when it comes with all the bonus content. Hollow Knight is another example. You know, Hollow Knight was a great digital title. But if you buy it physically, you get all four DLCs on the card. Mm. Um, and that's great because you have the full experience, the whole game all yeah. at once. So that's that's common practice. And I think that's $40. Mm. Uh, I don't know what that costs. But like 
for all the DLC and all that. Like, that's a good deal. Yeah. So this, we don't know. This they could they could announce. You know, hey, we were going to announce it at E3. Now we're announcing a little later. There's an expansion to Untitled Goose Game because I heard it was kind of short. And maybe there's like a whole a couple new levels and all that's going to be included on the physical. Um, they've done that before. Um, Nintendo did that before with Snipperclips. All right. Um, yeah. they, they launched it digital only and then they added a bunch of new content. And now we're making a physical with all that new content as well. That's true. So. Uh, Jakester said he would buy. Um, it looks like uh, day. No. Someone else was saying, oh, Basement Dweller um, would definitely get Untitled Goose Game on physical, even though he has it digital. Um, Greg, I know you've been playing it on digital. Is that, uh, would you buy it again on physical? Or or any thoughts around the, the physical release of this game? Well, I'm happy to be getting a physical release for people like Barry, so then he can enjoy such a <laughs> awesome game. So that's always good news for <laughs> me. But, <clears throat> I mean, I don't usually like double dipping so since i already have the game i don't see the need to get the cartridge for it i mean i don't anticipate ever getting rid of the game my daughter still likes to load it up from time to time just to mess around and i've never really mentioned it because it only usually lasts like five minutes but it's like oh i want to like steal the farmer's hat again it's like okay like have it on for like five minutes it's not even really worth pointing out every time we do it so yeah yeah, it's a fun game. And I hope they do continue to support that. Just kind of like the the goat simulator. Like it's kind of a similar style of game and it's just kind of crazy and goofy and hilarious. Um, so I, I hope they do continue to support it. And and yeah, like you said, Barry, I, it'd be great if the, the physical release does have all those modes, you know, at least the ones available at the time uh, combined in there and, and maybe wait till, you know, new super uh, goose game plus 64 to uh you know release the sequel or something but uh, uh it's funny you mentioned uh goat simulator that has a physical on the switch but not in america it's a uh, european only but it it's like the goatee edition uh, with all okay. the contents on it nice nice because yeah you first said i was like really i've never seen that but that's why yeah. not here in it's america. in english but it, <laughs> europe it plays on the switch that's true but it we didn't get it here nice nice um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Breath of the Wild 2 in just a second, but, uh, I think it's time for another giveaway. Let's do another giveaway. Let's do code. another giveaway. So another game code, another game code, Barry, this is number 16, 16. All right. 16 is conk at Mobwig. Ooh. Okay. Let's, let's spell that just to make sure that is that M O B W I G. M O B W I G is the Twitter handle, and the name on the Twitter handle is Conk C O N K. All right, congratulations. That was for a game code. Game code. All yes. right, congratulations. Uh, like we said, uh, for all these, make sure that you are, uh, of course, following us. And as soon as we get done with the the podcast tonight, we'll follow you guys all in return and just uh, DM us for that quote that code, and we'll get that to you. And we, and we will th- this. We'll be doing more of these giveaways, too. So if you don't win tonight, there will, there will be more. That's know? right, Asus. You don't have to go steal uh, Barry's Mega Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about Zelda Breath of the Wild, too, because there's a there's a lot of you know speculation around this game. We know so little about this game. And and with all the the updates um, around COVID stuff and everybody thing being delayed and everything, there's so much... They were like, oh man, is this going to even come out in anytime soon at all? But um, lo and behold, uh, Game Reactor uh, has this article that um, 
the voice track recording is basically complete. Um, so the the Spanish voice actors uh, were on a podcast, a Spanish podcast, and they basically said that um, they're they're essentially almost done or done with the the voice recordings for Breath of the Wild too. Um, specifically, uh, what they they quoted in there is that something happened with the second part, and then it kind of trailed off. Well, I don't know if we can say it. We've dubbed it out yet or not. Um, and then they just said it's unknown. It's unknown. Uh, but essentially, you know, it's tired talking about the second part and like, okay, well, a lot, if it's not all of it, a lot of this game has been, uh, has, has been recorded already, at least for the Spanish recording. Uh, so, um, Jared's wondering, like, was this proven inaccurate? I'm not really sure, but uh, what do you guys think about this? Have you heard about this? And and what do you think? Um, and and I wanted to talk about the story only to kind of also turn us into to talk about Breath of the Wild too, because we don't know really a whole lot about this. So, Greg, uh, what do you think about the story? And and are we actually is this is this news that we're possibly actually getting Breath of the Wild too, or do you think it's still way out in the future? I still think it's actually out in the future. Um, when I was clicking on the link, they already updated the article to say like the con- the their quotes were taken out of context, and there was like they issued like a formal apology and everything. So, I don't think that the voice tracks are in a completed state. So, I still think it's going to be unfortunately a long time before we <laughs> hear more about uh, Breath of the Wild too. I don't know if we'll get anything this year, but it easily is not as close as the other media sites are claiming it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I saw that update and I thought, you know what? That's exactly what they would say if they got caught and saying something they weren't supposed to say. They're like, Oh no, 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 that, that, that's totally taken out of context now. Like, and that this is what, this is a statement that we're requiring you to issue. If you want you, if you actually want to keep that podcast up. If not, we're going to require that you take it down. So I don't know. That's just my that's just my thoughts. Yeah. Um, but what do you think, Barry? I originally predicted Breath of the Wild two would come out this year. Um, that was back in January. That was before all the COVID stuff. Uh, now it's a lot up in the air. Uh, I think that if they have fully recorded, um, they wouldn't be allowed to say anything. There, there's a, you know an NDA um, for sure. Uh, on, on any of this stuff and a lot of them might not even you know know what they were recording um one of our my latest industry talks which you can see on, on nintendofuse.com and on the, the uh, our youtube greg and i got to sit down and talk with amelia amelia gotham who is uh, miffia and and she said that she has not recorded anything or heard anything yeah. about the second game which under an nda most likely can't say anything. But even when recording the first game, they didn't know what they were going in for. They went in for, here's what we're doing, and they just started recording for a project and didn't find out until later that it was Zelda. So the returning actors, um, like I, if Patricia Somerset's coming back, I'm sure she'll know she's Zelda again. But you know, for any new actor, they might not even know what they're recording for. And a lot of people, like Amelia's not a gamer. She's never played Zelda. Mm-hmm. So she had no idea what she was doing she didn't recognize anything at all and a lot of people might not be you know it's a different career path so 
there's a good chance that some of it's been recorded. I think a lot of it's been recorded. Um, I know COVID slowed things down um, for sure, but they probably don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, a lot, of, a lot of movies, a lot of games come out with code names to, to disguise this. To, yeah. Because even with NDAs, someone can slip. I mean, just look at Tom Holland. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the whole point. I think a lot of people who are recording don't even know unless they're coming back. Yeah. And even those coming back, are not, they know this, the spiel. They know they're not allowed to say anything. So I hope like Amelia's back. I hope we see Mipha again, even mm-hmm. in a flashback. But she wasn't allowed to say a, anything at all um, and played, I, I don't know. So right. I'm sure if you ask Patricia Somerset, she'd probably say the same thing. I, I would love to do the sequel. C- tell them to call me. Something yeah. like that. Can't yeah. say anything. So. It's true. And and that's, I think, the only thing that, that makes me really believe that if this was in isolation, I, I would still, I would totally stay, stand by what I said just a second ago, just about like, that sounds like that PR speak, like we're, you're going to have to say this because you have to cover up for yourself or something like that. But, uh, but Amelia seemed really genuine when she said, yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, they need to call me. So I don't know. I, I tend to believe her like, just like she seemed really genuine. So I don't know. I, I think, I think a lot of stuff is set back. But here's the thing, like, I think even if they they recorded it, like, I don't know exactly how games do it nowadays, but I'm mean, like, I think some of the recording can happen before the animation's done. I think some of the animation's done before. But if it's dubbing over, I mean, like, that means that the, probably the Japanese is already done. Like, I don't know. So they, they could be in a number of different places with this game, I think. Even if all the, the voice acting has already been recorded, like if there's not that much voice acting, like or if it's all in certain spots and cutscenes, well, good, they got the cutscenes done, but the rest of the game may not even be close to being done yet. So, I don't know if this actually says you know it's right around the corner. In fact, it's probably not because of all the other setbacks due to COVID. So, so. yeah, but we'll see. I guess um, only time will tell <laughs> if, uh, if these guys are actually, uh, you know, actually uh, the recording, you know, the done recording it, if it comes out, I'm thinking we're probably looking at least uh, at 2021 at this point um, for sure. Um, all right. We got a, a little bit of news about uh, Nintendo's next console. Yep. That's right. I, I said next console um, because the shareholders uh, information, but uh, before we do that, Barry, how about we give another, do another giveaway? I like that idea. All I think right. we should do another giveaway. I think we so too. And and Jesus is just really hoping for his number to come up. So uh, let's let's see what number comes up this time. It is, I think we've actually did this number already. Maybe if so, what Google is just repeated. Is it forty seven? We did done 47 already? We did not. We did 49. Oh, 49. All right. So 49. We have 40, 47, 49, and 51. Google is doing wow. some some crazy stuff with uh, all the numbers being right next to each other. So 47. This is for uh, another game code. Uh, this is this is this is uh, the fourth one. Yeah, uh, Lulio. Lulio at Lulio. Really, at Lulio three six four three two eight three three one. Nice, nice. Uh, Congratulations, Lulio. String of numbers. Uh, Said that one more time just to make sure that Lulio actually, you know, just in case we had a different Lulio that you know entered as well. 
It was at Lulio three six four three two eight three three one. Right. You're probably laughing like I made them read all those numbers. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, well, let's move into this uh, this information uh, about Nintendo's next console. Uh, we talked about the the 80th annual general shareholders meeting um, that happened a while back, uh, but uh, Screen Rant actually had a little bit of uh, information where uh, the executives actually um, did talk about how the next uh, console for for Nintendo would most likely uh, stick with the hybrid design. And I know we've talked a lot about that uh, here on, on the podcast. A lot of people have speculated about um, would there be a Switch 2, a Switch Pro? Would they go with a different design altogether? Um, and it seems like um, that uh, the, the the executives are heading in that direction for sticking with that hybrid design. Um, I don't blame them. That seems like a no-brainer for me. Um, but uh, now that we're a little further along, I mean, we keep we keep coming back to this every once in a while, right? We we. We speculate a little bit about, like, is there going to be a Switch 2? Is there going to be a Switch Pro? Um, that sort of thing. At least it seems like now we have confirmation they're they're headed in the same direction. Um, they're not completely changing it up like they did with the Wii, like they did with the Wii U, like they did with, you know, switching over to the Switch. It's heading in the same direction. So possibly a, a similar direction of, you know, NES, SNES, 64 GameCube sort of direction. Um, we're sticking with that traditional uh, home console. So this is times they're sticking with that hybrid design, which seems to be going well for them. Uh, but Greg, what do you think? Are they are they going to go with a an updated version? They're going to go with a completely brand new console. What do, what do you think is going to happen this next time? I'm kind of leaning more towards the brand new console. I mean, they I think they learned their lessons trying to keep the Wii to the Wii U, like trying to keep that namesake and keep the familiarity and everything similar. So I think it's just going to be something entirely different. And it, I mean, the jump might not be as, as big as everyone would think, but I'm thinking that they'll still have some partial jump and it could be that we're still using cartridges and instead of Joy-Cons, there'll be something else. I mean, it, makes sense to me that they would go kind of a different way i mean i would hope that stuff is still compatible but seeing as they're kind of dropping off that now it's kind of unfortunate so yeah yeah dave says uh they're probably drafting it's a successor as we speak um they started the wii u development back in 20 or 2008 uh, along with pikmin 3 um basement dweller says that he doesn't think uh, Nintendo can go back from the hybrid design after the Switch. Um, Jesus is saying Switch Pro and you got to switch this year. That's usually how it goes, right? <laughs> like, as soon as you buy one, that's like, oh man, now they're going to come out with a new one. Um, that's what happened with my my Apple Watch. I, I got a, a replacement. I had to buy a replacement for a, a Series 3. And like, or like, usually it's you know a year between them. Um, no, they decided to make that Series 4 when after like nine months or whatever it was. And uh, like three weeks after I got my replacement, when they came out with the new one, it was like barely out of the re return window. So, you know, that they may happen. I mean, 
Probably not going to happen. There's no. There's probably little, very little chance that we're actually going to get uh, whatever the next uh, successor is um, coming coming this year, especially with all the COVID stuff. Um, but uh, but Barry, I know you you've got a lot of thoughts, pretty strong thoughts around uh, what they're going to do. Uh, any any changes based on uh, what's been going on lately in our world? I mean, I can't predict anything that they're going <laughs> to do. But the one thing I think is a safe assumption is they're going to. Nintendo finds a pattern or, or a formula that works, and they stick with it. I mean, they did the DS to the 3DS was case in point. The DS was their most successful console ever. The Wii to the Wii U. Um, it's just how they, they operate. Uh, the Game Boy to the Game Boy Color to the Game Boy Advance. I mean, it, it's just they just keep with what works until something new and innovative. And Nintendo likes to innovate. They, they do not... You know, for, for a company that, that people say they keep release, releasing the same game over and over, they like to not release games that we want over and over and instead <laughs> wait to throw in some kind of weird gimmick that, that <laughs> some people love and some people hate. Like, just give us another F-Zero already. I don't need it to be innovative. I just want more tracks. I'll be happy. Hey, Jakester just um, wants uh, Earthbound, you know, a game they already yes. have. So. <laughs> yeah, so definitely just wants Earthbound. But uh, I think it's a safe assumption that it's going to be some kind of hybrid and it's going to be more powerful. And this is probably going to be the Nintendo from now on. Mm. Um, what I'd like to see is definitely a more powerful system. I mean, that, that goes without saying. Um, more powerful and handheld. And I'd like to see a truly more powerful dock. Like, I know, like, it upscales the, the visuals and, the, you know, in the frame rate in docked. Because it's going to your TV. It's not using that small screen. And I get that. But I mean a really beefy dock. Like not a not something that's just a cord. Like the dock has power too. Yeah. And it can run off that power. Yeah. So you can have, you know, like the portable be like a PS4 Pro. That would be amazing. And then when you plug it in, it's like a PS5. <laughs> I think everyone would be super excited about that. Like, oh, man, that would be fantastic. That would be so much easier to port things. Sure. It'd be like, oh yeah, you know, we could port a PS4 version and upscale it to PS5, or we could scale into a PS5 version and downscale it to a PS4. And and I think that that's the key. The real key, it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things for Nintendo how much power it has. Because Nintendo is famous for utilizing their machines to the best of their ability, churning out some amazing games that really capitalize what a system can do and can somehow fit a monumental huge game on the tiniest of cards hmm. when companies like 2k <laughs> can't fit their games on a tiny card either they're like oh no here's like four get four you know, four bytes of it and you have to download the rest um that's not the problem the problem is third-party porting hmm. and you want as a game company as a, as a system company you want to make your system as port friendly as possible to get the most amount of games that you can get on your systems, the most most amount of multi-platform games, because that will bring in new players. That's what happened with the Saturn. One of the reasons it was hard to develop for the PS3 utilized a brand new architecture, and it was you know, notoriously difficult to develop for. And those that knew how to program for the PS3 made their games look great. Sony made their games look great. But a lot of games instead were developed for the 360 and then hastily ported to the PS3, and they suffered. Hmm. Um, that's what you want to avoid. That's why like companies like Panic Button have been uh, you know, amazing for the Switch, because they've come in, they've figured out how to port these games over. But Panic Button's one studio. And a company really has to sit and now and say, 
the Switch is selling like hotcakes, but is it worth us diverting resources to reprogram the game entirely for the Switch? And sometimes, yes, it is worth it. And other times, it's just not worth it for, you know, the game's going to come out later in life and it's not going to be as good. And, and Nintendo got lucky with the Wii because they did that for the Wii. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that for the Wii because the Wii was selling like gangbusters. You know, maybe a few games, but the majority of Wii multi-platforms were only were even existed because the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation Portable existed. And a developer said we could divert those resources to make a Wii version and then to subsidize it, we could also release it on PS2 and we could release it on PSP and recoup the cost because they were all very similar architecture. And that's the thing. There's nothing else like the Switch. So, you know, we just got Burnout Paradise. Well, that's great, but that's an old game. Yeah. You know, we just got those 2K games. Well, they're great. That's an old game. Why? Like, Doom Eternal is now slowly coming out. Why is Doom Eternal coming out so much later than the March? Because they had to bring Panic Button in and they had to program it and it took extra time and extra resources. Whereas if it was port friendly, we would have had Doom Eternal the same day as Animal Crossing on the Switch. Yeah. And right now, if you really wanted to play Doom Eternal and now, oh my God, I have to play it. Like, I'm a super Doom fan. You probably have a PS4 or an Xbox One and you probably started playing it in March 20th, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Now, you might double dip on the Switch, but the majority of Doom hardcore players already played Beat Eternal. Sure. They weren't like, oh, I'm going to wait you know, half a year for the Switch version. The people who are going to pick up the Switch version are those that don't have those other systems or maybe just want to play it portably. And that's a smaller margin. Especially You're right now, because less people are on the go. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. <laughs> right now, that's actually a big thing. Less people on the show. So yeah, I, I do hope the Switch 2 or whatever they want to call it, it, it really has to step up the power. Yeah. But it also, I don't think they can get away from the portable. They own the portable market at this point. I mean, there's the Evercade out, which is fantastic, but it's not going to touch the market share. And Sony's dropped out of the ring. Mm-hmm. So they, they have it uncontested. Nintendo's not going to let that market go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the chat room is basically uh, saying the same thing with you guys. Like, love would love to have more power, um, especially in docked play. Um, you said like it'd be great to have a PS4 Pro quality and handheld. Heck, I would. I would be fine with 1080p at this point. Like, because I mean, it's not that big of a screen. So, like, if it's a crisp 1080p with HDR, like that, that's great. Um, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you plug it in and be able to get like at least 4k HDR out of that. And, and I think like you said that as well, the, the, that portability is the, the huge thing, not with a, the console, the game is portability cause it's portable, but, uh, portable <laughs> with other games, uh, like you're talking about is, is so important. And I think, um, you know, we've talked to a lot of developers and heard from them and said that the switch is one of the easier games to develop for. But it's still not easy to necessarily port games over to. And, and the easier they make that, the more games that we can have, the more third-party games. Um, and, and it's only going to be better for them, right? I mean, like, why would they not put all this effort into to making sure it's a it's a powerful console, but also a game a console that 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 developers will want to develop for, and and that only generates more and more income, more and more uh, eyeballs, more <laughs> ever, you know wallets opening up and everything um better and better for them. the reason there's a reason for that and the reason for that comes down to price nintendo historically has only once ever sold a console at a loss and that was the 3ds after they dropped the price and they had to it was just too expensive the nintendo 
even though they're a software company and they make a ton of money on their own stuff, they also make money on every single other game sold on the Switch or any of their consoles. But they don't sell a console at loss. That's how they help turn a profit. So if you buy a Switch right now, they are making profit. Unlike companies like Microsoft and Sony who will sell at a loss, um, and they have in the past, if Nintendo were to make a PS4 Pro handheld, they would have to sell it bare minimum 400. Now, if the dock had more power to be a PS5, you know, you're looking at maybe $600 for this thing, at, and most likely at a loss. That's true. But and if they do, well, if they do a $600, like people are talking about the PS5 being like 600 or more, mm-hmm. and that's almost dead on arrival. Right. Look at the PS3 launched at, at that price, and it was dead on yeah. arrival. Um, they, that's not consumer friendly right. and people look at Nintendo and they're, they're used to consumer friendly, especially lately. The Wii was super cheap compared. The Wii U was 300. The switch is 300. They haven't gone above that 300 mark unless like it's a bundle, like 349 with two games or sure. something like that. But otherwise the, the base consoles never broken that 300 mark. And if it goes higher than that, there's a potential to spook people. Now, some people will be smart and be like, oh, this is really two consoles. But at the same time, they'll be like, why don't I just stick with my Switch? It's half the price, and it's also two consoles in that sense. And, and it's backwards compatible. I can, I, there's a ton of games I didn't play on my Switch yet. Why should I upgrade? Um, I'll wait until it comes down. Until the next Animal Crossing or the next Smash Brothers comes out, and then they'll be like... <laughs> right. And that depends on yeah. their launch line. Right. The next Zelda. Breath of the Wild 2 is a Switch Pro exclusive. Um, yeah, I, but I think... I'm wondering too, because I, because you guys have probably heard that all the the potential controversy again, the internet going in an uproar about um, the next iPhone not including a a power brick or or earbuds um, in in the box with it, and and honestly, like part of me goes, you know, that's kind of crazy that they would do that, but another side of me goes, well, I guess it makes sense. We have tons of those things already, um, but what if like they were able to include a, a bundle? Uh, a discounted bundle for people that, that wanted that extra, um, but it's discounted for people that don't need it. And so that also, that gets me thinking like, what if the next switch or whatever they end up calling it is kind of a, they also take a hybrid approach to even how you put the console together. Maybe it's, um, I forget the word for it, but uh, uh, when you have different pieces, you can add together um, to different things module. Um, so what if yeah. they actually take a module approach to it that you can buy just the handheld version, like a switch Lite, for X amount of dollars, but for an extra $150 or whatever it ends up being, you can buy this souped up dock that gets you to the PS5 quality, or you can buy the lesser dock for whatever, and it gets you to PS4 quality or something like that uh, could, because I mean, people like Jakester or Jared in the in the chat are like, I don't honestly pay $600. And I think I probably would be kind of along those lines too. But what if they offered some lower options for those people that uh, that don't have that money or don't want to put that much money toward it? That'd know. be great. <laughs> you know, they, they they did the you know Jakester also said it too. They did the new 3ds without a a power supply, mm-hmm. and that was a controversial thing. Like, wait, what the heck? You're selling the new 3ds <laughs> the same price that you sold the other 3ds, but without a power. Like, and it's true. I get it. Like a, a module thing would make sense. Like a Switch Switch Pro that was was the equivalent of a PS4 Pro and they launched it, you know, say $300. And they say, well, you can actually use this with your existing dock. Mm-hmm. And it, it does 
it just transfers, just transfers it as it. is. Yep. But you could pay 200 extra bucks and get a souped-up dock and now really power it yeah. up. Um, I think that would be fine. And then if you want, you could do a combo, like make a $400 bundle where you get them both. Totally. You know, you save a little money. Um, absolutely different SKUs. I mean, Nintendo has done that. How they, they did it with the Wii U. They had the two different versions. Um, absolutely, 100%, I would be for it. And I think that would be smart. Yeah. Dave, but Dave's talking about the, the RAM expansion pack for the 64, though. Maybe you think they offer no. that sort of thing again. <laughs> Add this to your dock to, to soup it up. Uh, or, or since they're using cartridges now, go back to the Super Nintendo and put the Super FX chip yes. in each individual cartridge. There we go. There we go. Uh, Greg, <laughs> Greg, any any thoughts about uh, around all this? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say they did do that with the um, Wii U, but obviously everyone knows that the white one, the cheaper model, ended up being a complete <laughs> like, that's true failure. Like no one wanted one because it was like what. 10 gigabytes of space. Like eight. Card eight. It was ridiculous. 8.32. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was a no-brainer that it didn't sell very well. So, I mean, as long as it's hitting the right side and be able to not have, like, really less features like that, then that would be a smart way to approach it with the module design. But yeah. they can't just hang, like, storage space over your head. It really should be more of a thing like, oh, here's a dock a that does this and dock b that is more enhanced and require like additional cables or something to go to 4k or whatever so yeah but you can't you can't make it confusing you can't you can't call it the switch you know you can call it switch too but you can't call it the new switch because lord help the, the wii u failed due to that let's let, let's not do that again uh, switch on. you <laughs> switch you all right <laughs> or you switch you switch no that make console. too that make too much sense <laughs> <laughs> new switch too yeah uh, jerry just wants the the usb3 to be unlocked uh yeah i i hope that like yeah i think i think there there's some sort of uh, again like i said heading down that hybrid design of, of the console itself. I think there's a hybrid model um, to be able to bring in module components and be able to, to take it the next step forward, maybe even a huge step forward and actually even catch up with the competition, but then offer some, some less than options for people that don't want to spend that much money. I mean, that's one of the things that, that honestly, that, that Sony and Microsoft don't really have like a whole lot. Like they'll have, well, the Xbox, I guess, um, the, they're going to be a series X and a series S that is kind of a lesser than it'd be next generation, but it'd be lesser than than the X. So that, so I think there's a little bit of a precedent there. Um, but to be able to still offer that, that hybrid design with, with the different, uh, the different SKUs could be really, really good for them, but we'll see. Hopefully they're listening. I don't know. Probably not, but. You know, so, <laughs> sometimes we think they are because they put a Nintendo Direct like you know tomorrow. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's those do another giveaway. <laughs> yeah, those are the days. Back you remember when Nintendo Directs used to happen all the time? Yeah. <laughs> hey, there might be one this this month. Rumors. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's do another giveaway. Let's yeah, let's let's give it let's give away an eShop eShop card eShop yeah. card. Here we go. All right, number generator. Come on, Google. Um, Hey, Google, do it. Hey, Google. There we go. Watson. All right, we're doing down in the numbers to number 15. 15, all right. Well, 15, of course. Wow, we had 16. 16 was conk. Um, so 15, <laughs> God. 
Mana Banana, and it's at Mana Ban. Oh, another one? Seven nine two six two 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 five. Really? <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, mana Mana Banana seven five six two five. No, no, it's just at Mana Ban seven nine two six two 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 five. But the Twitter handle it's Mana Banana is the name. Nice. I had to uh, uh, turn off my Google Assistant because I triggered it and it started playing something. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, congratulations. You won an eShop card. <laughs> I wasn't fully paying attention to that because I was trying to take care of my Google Assistant. But uh, sorry if I uh, turned off anybody and turned on anybody else's phone or anything, too. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> yes, congratulations. All right. Let's 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 move on. Uh, a couple of quick things. Uh, one slightly bigger uh, story and then uh, a couple of smaller stories that we'll hit before we, we wrap up today and do a couple more giveaways. Um, but, uh, Greg, tell us a little about Paper Mario. Cause, uh, there's, it's, it's almost out. I mean, it's July 17th, right? But, uh, there's still some different things. I mean, like the devs say they wanted to offer a new experiences and surprises, but, uh, fans aren't really responding too well to those things. Uh, so tell us a little about, uh, what's, what's been reported here lately. So, uh, Nintendo, everything had a couple of, uh, um, posts about the upcoming game, and I know Jakester wants me to put on my tinfoil hat, because <laughs> I did see on Discord he was calling me out, so it was, um, yeah, so the one piece is they kind of, uh, Game Informer had spoke to the producer, uh, Kansei Tanabe, and pretty much they went on to say they just wanted to, like, make new experiences and unexpected surprises, and I know everyone want, really wants it to return back to the glory days of the thousand-year-old door and like Super Paper Mario, like those classic games that are pretty much still hold the test of time, even. So, and then I, I know a lot of people are unhappy that they're going through with that because they just seem to be chasing the gimmick thing and like, oh, now you have stickers, now you have playing cards, now it's battle mm -hmm. rings, and so it's people just wanting for a simpler time. So. They did like include information about like they wanted to have like memorable moments with Olivia and like other partners and that kind of came along like they decided on the characters first and then they kind of figured out a way to put them in. So like even like Bowser Jr., they weren't quite sure like they wanted to have him there and then like they had to figure out exactly what he would have to do like be included. So that was the one article. And then pretty much the other one that they posted was, was like a pretty much got full roundup of like new details about the game. So it's <clears throat> they he I guess uh, intelligence systems dev had asked for a battle system in which the enemies can surround Mario and attack from all sides, and this got the team coming up with like that was the ring structure for the Origami King uh, game. Um, so pretty much it came to him one day in like, the shower because he was thinking about a Rubik's Cube. So that was kind of a random piece of a tidbit there. Most best things always come from the shower, you know that. That's true. <laughs> so it pretty much inspired him to add vertical rotations and horizontal rotations, which led to the actual ring. The comet begins with the player having a set number of turns in the turning phase to optimize the positioning. They've kind of talked about that a little bit. 
like the Nintendo themselves in their trailers. The goal is to line up the enemies in groups so you can attack efficiently. You can stomp numerous enemies in a row. You can hammer deals more damage to groups. Um, you can spend coins to purchase more time to think if you're running low on time. So that's kind of interesting way to use of the coins. Who knows what other kind of uses they have because they seem to remove like other main uses of those things. Um, the toad friends can give you hints. Uh, if you blow it on your first attempt, you can still rearrange for the stragglers once like the turns have taken place. So you're not just locked in for that one for the entire battle. Let's see. Each of the five streamers encasing Peach's castle is guarded by a member of the Legion of Stationary. The team initially wanted to use the same basic battle system and these boss encounters, but since you fight these bosses one at a time, you didn't have anything to line up. So because of this, they put Mario in the center, and he has to create a route to the boss from the outside. The bosses are scattered throughout the world, and players can see the streamers far in the distance. Um, the story isn't going to be chapter-focused like these pre past few games. Thank Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like the world map approach and like feel like you were playing like Mario 3 and just like, oh, here's a new level and just go through it. So now it's not like it's a chapter. You can just go through it. Players can travel from each region to region seamlessly in an open-world setup. There's huge maps to explore. Nintendo designed the game so that there will always be something in the player's field of vision to catch their attention. So that kind of sounds reminiscent of uh, Breath of the Wild there. So it sounds like they drew some inspiration from that. My personal thing that wasn't in the article. Mario can drive a, a boot-shaped car around and pilot a boat. Mario will also be aboard an airship where he takes command of the ship's defenses to fire rockets. Lots of one-off activities and miscellaneous diversions in the game, side quests. Mario will encounter a host of toads who have been folded into different origami forms. Hitting them with a hammer reverts them back to the normal form and several things can happen. They might return to Toad Town, restoring valuable resources to the location, like selling items or opening docks. The toads may also join Mario in battle, watching from the sidelines and helping when asked and paid. Um, you can also go fishing in this game, apparently. Olivia is a constant companion throughout the entire adventure. Other characters join in and will leave along the way. And a shuffling cast is a function of the story, so players aren't deciding which alleys to bring along. So it just sounds like a play like uh, Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo where like you're forced to use certain characters at certain times, and then you don't get to have the entire party to pick and choose throughout the adventure. It's You just get that for that segment of the story, so... Nice. And that was pretty much it with that. So it does sound like it. They haven't quite picked up the flaws from the previous two games, and I don't know. I'm probably still going to get it because I do love the story and the humor part of it. But the gameplay is definitely on a downhill decline since uh, Super Paper Mario, in my opinion. Mm. So hmm. yeah, they uh, they announced a new or uh, released a new trailer. I saw today, um, and they really just talked about the uh, the the humor of the game <laughs> seemed like what they talked about most. Um, it's like, you really build this game up to be funny. I really hope it is. Um, Dave says that the battle system looks uh, very tactical, same devs of Fire Emblem. So that makes sense. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Barry, I, I'm not into, I've never really been into the Paper Mario series, any of that stuff. So um, I don't have a whole lot to say uh, about this this game. Um, but Barry, what, what do you think about uh, where, where Paper Mario, the Origami King, seems to be going? Uh, not in the best direction, but also not in the worst. It's Nintendo. We're going to take one step forward and two steps back. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. It's, it's something you have to learn to accept at this point. Uh, if you want, you know, N64 or, or GameCube Paper Mario, then the best thing to do is play them again. Like, I hate to say it. I want them to. Um, but it seems, like I was saying earlier, you know, like Nintendo has stated the reason we haven't had a new F-Zero since the GameCube or the GBA is because they haven't been able to innovate. They couldn't figure out something to innovate it. So they're not just going to give us a new F-Zero with just new tracks and be the same game, but with new tracks, even though that's what we were asking Nintendo to do. So they skipped the Wii generation, they skipped the Wii U, and they're skipping the Switch, and we got F-Zero elements in Mario Kart 8, but no F-Zero. And that's just the kind of thing. If if they didn't have this new innovative circular battle system and all that stuff, there wouldn't be a new Paper Mario. Mm. That's the reason they're making this. Right. It's, hey, we figured out this new thing, this new gimmick, now we can make a new Paper Mario. Even though people want what they had people want what they're familiar with people want what what worked and what liked. they don't want to re-release or release the same type of game with a new story they want something new something they feel is fresh and for some people that works and for other people it doesn't that's just nintendo so i'm gonna get it i'm gonna try it i'm hopefully gonna like it yeah. but it's one of those things where i have to keep my expectations low so that if i do enjoy it i go well that worked out in my favor versus, oh, my God, this is going to be, you know, Thousand Year Door 2 and then go, oh, this is not what I was expecting at all. It <laughs> kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. I think uh, I wonder if it's one of those things with Western audience versus Eastern audience, like sort of thing, like Japanese, like like part of me thinks, well, yeah, Nintendo is that's they typically do change things up in a big way um, from from game to game, from system to system. A lot of times they do like they love to, to change it up. Not all the time. I mean, you do have your Super Mario Brothers 2 to Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, 1 to 2. It's basically the same game, just more difficult um, and different levels. But then but you have so many times where Nintendo has decided to completely change it up from game to game or from system to system. And so uh, I, I wonder if it's uh, if it's something that we especially in the the Western audience don't necessarily uh, like a lot of times. <laughs> we, we like things the way they were. Just give us another one of those. Don't stop changing things up all the time. <laughs> that's that's the key. Yeah. Um, and again, that some people in the West we or in the, the you know we like change. That's true. There's nothing wrong with change. There's not you know it's it's when change is detrimental that I think people have the biggest problem with it. Mm. When change is for the positive, right? You know, it, people like it. People like to change. People like improvements. We just don't like things taken away from us mm. that we were able to previously do, and things that become more of a hindrance. Um, it that's really where the yeah. fault lies. Yeah. You know, Nintendo, like I said, they like to give us one thing but take away two others at the same time. And they do this with most every game, like even even Breath of the Wild. All right, people, game of the year, people loved it. Blah blah blah. You know, Breath of the Wild was expansive. It was open. It was, you know, going back to the, the roots of Zelda 1. A lot of people loved it. But it had weapons that broke, which hadn't been done before outside of, like, 
the bigger end's knife. Um, you had lack of dungeons. You know, you had the four dungeons that were all very similar, or five with the DLC, but you didn't have the standard dungeons that people were accustomed to. Some people didn't like the little shrines. They wanted a true dungeon. You know, you had, you had lack, you know, a different emphasis on story. You had the cutscenes and the, the flashbacks, but you didn't, ha you didn't have that cohesive, you have to go here, you have to go here. It was very open-ended, and people were expecting that. So even as a game as great as that is, there are people who, you know, I didn't like these other elements. Yeah. So you can't please everybody, but when the majority of the vocal are like, yeah, come on, just give us this one thing. <laughs> It, it gets to the point where, you know, you know, look, look for example uh, at Bloodstained, right? Uh, Iga left Konami because Konami said people don't want another 2D Castlevania. They did the Mercury Stream, uh, Mercury Stream thing with um, Lords of Shadow. You know, they had one and two, and then the Mirror of Fate on mm -hmm. the 3DS. Oh, this is what people want, and it, okay, but it didn't really do well. So Iga left, decided to do a Kickstarter for Bloodstained, which was virtually symphony of the night mixed with the sorrow games at least ritual of the night was and it was gangbusters the kickstarter went crazy and ritual of the night came out and i loved it and a lot of other you know 2d metroidvania fans loved it and they also did the curse of the moon which was a castlevania 3 old school throwback people loved it now curse of the moon 2 is coming out what does that say people like a formula Stick with that formula. You can change the characters. You can change things up, make new elements, but don't screw with the formula that works. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's what Nintendo doesn't always learn. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. But, I mean, they, they did break that formula for Zelda because obviously they were very driven, story-driven, and it was just like, okay, go to Dungeon 1. Now 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Okay, go fight Ganon. Boom, game's over. So it's they kind of completely threw that out the window, and now here it is, game of the year, and, like, awesome and well, very welcome. So threw out the formula of here, here it is, you have to go do these. But in reality, they didn't do anything new. They went back to the roots because Zelda 1 was like that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they 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 seem to with certain franchises, certain IP, they do keep things closer to the original than others. So like Zelda does kind of seem to follow that same basic idea. They change it up, but it's some but they they don't all the time like it's not big changes like in Paper Mario. Like those are those are like sweeping changes that really really upset people. Clearly, um, I don't care because I don't <laughs> I've never really been into the franchise. Like <laughs> like Basement Dweller, uh, Super Paper Mario is my favorite Paper Mario. That's that's my favorite because it's the only one I've actually played. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, but but there are some that that do seem to stick to that that tried and true thing more than other franchises. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Metroid, for example. Right. Granted, this was uh, the Team Ninja mm -hmm. that did it, but with other M. The biggest complaint people had with that is you couldn't use your stuff until someone told you mm -hmm. to do it. You couldn't use, I think it was the Varia suit that, the, for the heat yeah. until you were burning half to death in the fire <laughs> thing. Like, right. what Samus has been on all these adventures. Why is she waiting for someone to say, oh, yeah, you can put on the suit that protects you from fire halfway through the fire zone like that doesn't make sense oh you can't use your missiles until i say so wait what yeah. that that's why people had a problem with it and i did enjoy other m but 
that's why yeah. is because you took something that is fundamental yeah. to the series and you removed it or put a restriction on it. S- Sticker Star, for example, they took away experience from the battles. In an RPG, that is the very <laughs> fundamental reason to battle is to get experience to level up, and they stripped it. <laughs> they stripped it. Like that, That's not even a Paper Mario thing. That's an every RPG right. thing. Right. right. It, it goes beyond the, the IP. <laughs> that, that, that's a... That's a genre staple <laughs> yeah. at this point and that, that and, you know if, if there was some kind of substitute you know there wasn't you know you look at big rpgs like final fantasy final fantasy you know, each game is different not only does each game have a vastly different story each game has some kind of new gimmick that they've added in but they keep the basis the same you know keep adding in like the atb system in four that was a big thing, but it didn't change the fundamental mm. gameplay. You know, the closest thing I could think of was besides 15, which was radically different, was was eight. Eight added the draw system, the junction system, and the draw system. I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't want to have to sit there and fight an enemy and draw a bunch of fire spells so that I could cast fire spells. And you notice they never brought that back. It was that game. That was it. People didn't like it. The next game actually was nine, which was a complete throwback mm. to older games. They recognized that that was a divisive thing. Yeah. Okay, we're leaving it in the one game, in that one world, that's it. We're moving on. The, the Paper Mario team does something so radical like that that divides the fan base. And instead of saying, okay, you know what? Let's, let's leave that in the past. Let's move on. They say, no, let's keep that and keep at it. <laughs> no, no, stop. We don't want that. <laughs> it, it, they, 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 their, their intentions are good. They're just misplaced, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. now that we got you all worked up, let's give some away. <laughs> yes. Let's give uh, another game away. And this one's going to number 36. The question is, is it Jesus's number? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it is 36. Well, another high. Um, it is Steven Sabo at DOS Steve SZ. I do not think this one is a bot. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a bot. Nice. Um, congratulations. Good, good name, Steve. Good name, Steve. Yes. Yes. <laughs> congratulations. That's a that's a game code given away. So we've got. Uh, I got the tally right. We've got two games, or no, one yep. game one. and one yep. eShop card left to give away. Grand prize eShop card. Ooh, yes. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, moving on. A couple, a quick, uh, one a quick thing uh, we just wanted to acknowledge um, before we kind of get into kind of the, 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 the home stretch here tonight um, is that uh, <laughs> we've, we've ex- talked about this before. Um, it's been a kind of an ongoing thing. Nintendo has, uh, for the most part, kind of avoided it a lot of times, but. Um, They've they've actually at least acknowledged it. Then the president of Nintendo has uh, acknowledged the fact that there is uh, some Joy-Con trouble, and he actually apologized for it. Um, in a recent uh, the recent financial uh, Q and A, um, they apologized, saying uh, regarding the Joy-Con, we apologize for any trouble caused to our customers. Uh, we are continuing to aim to improve our products, but as the Joy-Con is the subject of a class action lawsuit in the United States, and this is still a pending issue, we would like to uh, refrain from responding about specific actions. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, President Nintendo President Furukawa uh, quoted on that. Um, and uh, yeah, Kotaku has been reporting on it. Others have been reporting on it. 
Um, I've still not had any Joy-Con drift issues on mine. So uh, knocking on wood, crossing fingers, all those different things. I know that I am one of the, the lucky ones um, because it seems to be a, a fairly widespread issue nowadays. Um, but, uh, at least they're acknowledging and apologizing for it. Um, there's not really a whole lot to, to discuss about this, but we just wanted to kind of, uh, also acknowledge it as well. Um, I think we'll go ahead and, and move on, uh, to the next topic, but I did want to make sure that, uh, that we, that we acknowledge that as well. Um, just and, real quick. Um, yeah. I actually got my mail order printed out so I could send in my Joy-Con that has the drift on it. So ah, okay. hoping to send that in, in the coming days soon so nice are they fixing it for free um they haven't said anything so mm. i think they'll either we'll get a bill or they'll fix it for free um yeah i came a problem when all three of us were playing animal crossing my wife's like why is my character just like moving and it's like <laughs> all right now it's time that we're, we can't even use it anymore and then nice. even shortly after that the right joy con the r button stopped so we can't even like use it as a controller huh because like cause you always wow. hit L and R to like activate the controller, so now like the matching right Joy-Con or both my default ones that came with the console are defective. Weird. So weird. Mine I've noticed in uh, Animal Crossing. I think it's the only one I've really seen it on. But it's the only game I really play handheld on a regular basis. That uh, every once in a while, um, it it will not acknowledge that they're connected to the to this to the switch. Um, and it's weird because like all like it, it'll pop up the thing that says push the L and R button and I push them and the the one on the left is usually the one that it doesn't acknowledge. But I put it in standby and turn it right back on. It's fine. Um, so it's, it's weird and it happens very intermittently. Um, and the only problem is sometimes when I'm ready to catch like a shark or something like that and I hit the A button and all of a sudden it goes, nope, connected, disconnected. I'm like, oh man, I missed my shark. <laughs> so it's not that big of a deal, especially in Animal Crossing, but I noticed that was interesting, but I still don't have the, the drift issue. Um, but uh, yeah, we've, we've already mentioned uh, that uh, there's rumors of a Nintendo Direct uh, possibly this month. Um, but Barry, there's also a few other, uh, gaming events coming up. Uh, you want to do a quick rundown? What, where are we expecting? There's, there's a lot of stuff over the next couple weeks. <sighs> there is a lot of stuff coming <laughs> up, uh, over the next couple weeks. Um, so first off tomorrow, literally just a day away, um, limited run games is doing their E3 presentation or what would have been their E3 presentation. Um, that is happening, I believe three o'clock tomorrow uh eastern 3 p.m eastern now there is supposedly going to be 40 games announced um which is huge um and two of them have already kind of come out the biggest one is um ease origin is coming to the switch mm. i'm a huge ease fan that is uh going live for i think it's an eight week yeah eight week pre-order it's starting tomorrow um and that is huge so 12 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, that goes live. They've got a collector's edition with a steelbook. Big fan of Ease. And uh, it's great to see that come over. Um, but that's not all. One of my favorite, if not favorite, outside of Nintendo E3 presenters is still doing their E3 presentation. <laughs> and that, of course, is Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital is coming back with another Devolver Direct that is happening this Saturday, July 11th. If you've never seen a Devolver Direct, 
You need to go back and watch them all. They have a continuing storyline through them all. They are crazy, period. That is how it is. It is unbelievable how amazing and awesome they are. Um, it is just one of those things where it's unlike anything else. And they, they've always announced some really cool stuff. Uh, I think most of every, you know, I think like one or two things they haven't announced uh, that came to the Switch. But everything else pretty much has come to the Switch. So I'm expecting some really cool Switch announcements. Um, and that is happening at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. So that is something to definitely look forward to. Um, another one that's came out of nowhere is, I don't think we're going to see anything Switch out of this, but we might. And that is from Microsoft. They are doing the Xbox Game Showcase that's happening July 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. Um, I really hope we see some rare stuff. Um, it'd be great to see some old, you know, franchises come back. And maybe we will see some kind of, you know, there was always rumors about Microsoft working with Nintendo. And obviously, you know, we've got Cuphead and we've got a couple other things. Um, maybe you know, Ori. Maybe they'll say, hey, guess what? The new Ori. Even though it's called Xbox Game Showcase. Who knows? We, sure. Anything can anything can happen. Sure. Um, Probably another so Minecraft. Just, <laughs> yeah, maybe Minecraft Dungeons too. Yeah. Um, anything is coming. So that that is starting. Um, there will be a pre-show starting at 8 a.m. Pacific for that. Uh, and then, not to be outdone, Ubisoft. This is on July 12th, actually. So this is what uh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, they're doing Ubisoft Forward. Um, it's going to be the hottest news reveals um, coming out. And uh, that is, does it actually say what time? Yeah, it just says, just says July 12th that I can see. Hmm. Oh, no, tw uh, 12 p.m. Pacific. So another 3 o'clock, um, you know, 3 o'clock Eastern. So Ubisoft Forward is then. Um, these are honestly the replacements for E3. These are, E3 is not happening. We didn't get these press conferences we used to have in June. The COVID obviously delayed some of the stuff. But now we're trickling them into July. Um, so the announcements aren't done yet. And there's, of course, the rumor of a Nintendo Direct this July. So there is a lot happening. Uh, and that's just like the big stuff. Uh, there's also some other smaller stuff. Uh, if you've ever followed like Picks in Love, they do some really cool physical games. They have an announcement coming tomorrow, um, a brand new game. Is it going to be like another SNK game? They did some real cool stuff with Suda51 with the Travis Strikes Again. They actually had Suda51 sign some stuff. They just put out a, a Samurai Showdown for the Switch that came with the Samurai Showdown 2 Pocket as a physical game instead of a card. Um, some really cool stuff. So I was really happy to see that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, lots of, lots of stuff to talk about uh, in the next podcast. And uh, if you're not, uh, again, if you're not uh, joining us on social media and our Discord, uh, another great place to, to talk about all these announcements. Um, some of the, the stuff we've been able to do, like watch parties and watch along and discuss it uh, while we're in the in Discord and stuff as well. So, um, yeah, make sure you do join that and, and follow us on social media. Um, Barry, let's do another giveaway. Before we, I uh, think so. Yeah. Let's, I think it's game. time to do another game, our last game that we're giving away tonight. And uh, going back to the random number generator. And here we go. Number, oh, well, that didn't move much. 35. <laughs> so from 36 wow. to 35. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, it is the next one over. <laughs> that is Christopher Williams at Christopher 0RY1. Nice. Congratulations, Christopher. Christopher. You won a game. 
And we have one more big eShop card yep. to give away yep. as our grand prize. Uh, so, Jesus, there's still a chance, man. There's still a chance. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's let's go over, uh, as we usually do, like, what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Um, there's not a whole lot, but there, there's some big games that are, are coming. Um, and so just heading to Nintendo's site, um, we see that uh, Deadly Premonitions 2 is coming out on July 10th, along with Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2. We talked about that uh, a little bit earlier. Also coming out on July 10th. Um, Story of Seasons, uh, Friends of Mineral Towns coming on July 14th. And, uh, you know, the little game Paper Mario Origami Kings coming out on July 17th. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those are, there's some of the highlights. Um, like I said, we're, we're scrolling through the rest of them on the screen, but, uh, what kind of stands out to, to you guys and what are you looking forward to, to playing? Uh, what are you looking forward to getting over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Greg, we'll go to you first. Well, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I was looking forward to Paper Mario, unfortunately, <laughs> even though I hate <laughs> on it, I still like the story and I'll probably still end up getting it and hopefully enjoying it but gotta be like barry and keep those expectation bar very low so then when it proceeds to be actually a quite a good game they'll be like oh my gosh this <laughs> is the best game ever so definitely that one i know barry's been talking that bloodstained game up a yes. lot i might be looking more into that because that does sound like something i would seriously enjoy so um yeah so those are probably the only main ones for me nice Nice. Yeah, Bloodstain, um, I didn't play the first one. It looked great. Um, but the cool thing is those are like it's like fifteen bucks. So it's it's really within the budget price range and um that's that's really cool. Uh I I love the fact that they, they released a sequel. Like you talked about earlier. It's kind of like this this kind of spin off thing they tried out and now there's a sequel to it because there was so much uh hype over it. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot on the, the list that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, I might eventually end up getting, uh, Curse of the Moon 2 as well, but, uh, it won't, that's not on top of my list, but, uh, but yeah, it, like, seems like, um, you know, I might just be playing, um, probably more Animal Crossing and Rocket League and, and who knows, maybe, no, no, actually the next couple of weeks are going to be rough. There's no tournament in my future in the next couple of weeks, but we'll see. <laughs> Barry, what are you, what are you looking forward to over the next couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Curse of the Moon 2, but I'm going to be holding out that tomorrow they announce a physical, um, because if the first one was great, um, it was also a, a bonus game as a, as a backer, we got it for free, um, still bought it physically as well. It was just a, Hey, because Ritual of the Night's taking a little longer, here's Curse of the Moon as just a fun little thing. And, and again, the fact that it's getting a sequel is just sticking it to Konami because it's like, look, <laughs> you know, people don't want these type of games. Well, here's a sequel to an offshoot of a, <laughs> the game that was Kickstarter. Yeah. This is just a, and this is a different developer. This is Inti Creates. Mm. You know, Inti Creates are very, very known, well known for doing great 2D action titles. And uh, I think 505 is what did uh, Ritual of the Night. Mm. So it was like even a different developer itself got on board. Like, we want it, we want this franchise. So that is one I'd recommend. Um, I'm, I'm just holding out for physical uh story of seasons is is the new story of season friends of mineral town technically is the new harvest moon mm. that is the, the proper harvest moon um i don't know if i'm gonna go for it right away just because i just did rune factory 4 not too long ago and and it's one of those I, do i really got to sucked into another farming yeah. game right away um paper mario for sure um uh, deadly premonitions 2 i know a lot of people are super excited about it i didn't play the first one by the way i own it 
it's just I'm not a super big survivor horror type and and I know it's a little bit more on the on the lesser survival horror and just more on the freakish horror and I like that like Eternal Darkness I'm a big fan mm. of that game and uh, which is funny because I don't like those type of games but Eternal mm. Darkness is a Lovecraftian so I, I really enjoyed that game and that if they announce the sequel to that I, I'll be all over it for sure well they have a couple well, times but mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no they they just kept renewing the uh no the well, they had that that pseudo sequel thing that the that was supposed to happen and that it never did. Oh yeah. Silicon yeah. Knights. Yeah. yeah. Silicon Knights is trash now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well there. Yeah. Um, a great time. I love to know what you guys are, are thinking about what you're playing, uh, as well. Uh, let us know in the chat or in the, the comments after the fact. Um, let's see. Uh, Jared said he got Iron Man VR sitting on his desk. So, uh, that might hold him over till paper Mario, um, Jesus said he was going to get uh, Eunice. This is a fighting game, but he, he ran out of money. Um, but maybe having uh, Barry's me two Mega Mans might be just as good. So. <laughs> uh, and uh, Dave says he's going to be getting probably De Deadly Premonitions, but waiting on a price drop uh, for that one. Uh, so uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, before we wrap up, we do have one more giveaway. Uh, so... Let's see. Let's see what the random twenty dollar eShop card. Twenty dollar eShop card. Here we go. All right, all right. Here we go. Hey, Seuss, I know you're. I know you're waiting for this. I know you're hoping for this. Your number. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen, but here we go. It is number twenty one. Twenty one. All right. It really. <laughs> it's it's not it's not no no it's not a not a number thing. It's, it's just hard to pronounce. It's, a, it's I can't. It's a face. Oh. It is a face. It's at Azeel Cantu. Under, Azeel underscore Cantu. But it's a face. So, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it, so, there like, we go. Like the name is, is a face, but they have an actual is Twitter a, yeah. handle. You know, the, yeah, it's like the, the, hand, no, the Twitter handle is, it's like Don, the Twitter handle is Azeel Cantu, but the, the name is a little face. It's like a weird man standing nice i don't know <laughs> nobody knows the number so that's okay um you're just all in a in a big list of, of people who entered the drawing so um but congratulations to uh, uh this person um maybe that's the actual name i don't know um but uh yeah that's that's a big 20 dollar eShop card and uh you could use it to any of those games right now uh so <laughs> I just, I don't really know what, what Jared is talking about, but uh, just stare at the camera. Um, just stare. The, the, the face, you know. Oh. It's like a staring face. I get you. I get you. That's the, that's the number. Um, wait, is that him? Really? Oh, is that you? That's awesome that, if it is. Yes, it is. is it Look, really? that's the rest of his name. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my God! Why? Why do you have a name that's just a face? Like, yes. Like, uh, that's so geez, awesome. Why, why have a face well, name? Like well, that'll tell you that this is completely random because we didn't even realize that was him. But that's that's awesome. So, so glad that you held out and that was that you won the the big one for the twenty dollar card at the end. That's awesome. Oh my God! Yeah, that that's a weird thing though. A face. <laughs> Mega Man is safe, Jared says. Mega yes, Man is yes, safe, yes. 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 
<laughs> oh man, it's been so so awesome. Uh, like we like Barry said, we're gonna do some more giveaways in the future. Um, this was kind of a, a really good. Uh, we had a great turnout. I'll just say that, and it was cool to to see all that happen. Celebrating 200 episodes of the podcast. Now we got 201 in, in the bag. So uh, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, maybe we'll hit. You know, what we'll give away when we hit 300 or something like that. But until that day comes, uh, we're gonna be doing some other small giveaways here and there. So continue to stay tuned to our social media at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, make sure you join our Discord. We'd love to k- keep this conversation going. Um, next podcast is going to be on July 21st. So two weeks from today, July 21st, we'll be talking about all those game events that uh, Barry ran through earlier and uh, whatever else happens in the next couple of weeks, maybe Nintendo Direct. I feel like that's like a maybe for the last uh, 20 episodes. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if you guys won um, any of the awards uh, or the, the awards, <laughs> the giveaways tonight, um, just DM us. Uh, we will follow all of you guys as soon as we get done with this podcast. So um, if you can't DM us right now, um, just wait till we follow you and then you can DM us to uh, to claim your your code and we'll send that over to you. So congratulations to all the winners. Uh, do you guys have any anything to to say before we wrap up tonight, Greg? Anything? Greg. Well, congrats to all the winners, and it was great talking games with you guys. It's can't wait for the next one. Hopefully, we do get a Nintendo Direct, but you never know with these <laughs> things. Cause we've been predicting one since like February, and still haven't had one. Yet, so. <laughs> True. Who knows if we're to have one or if there's just be like another announcement trailer like, oh, here's Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Barry, anything to, before we wrap up? Uh, yeah. You know, first off, uh, I'd like to just thank everybody for watching and, and sticking with us. Uh, you know, 201 now episodes is a long time. Uh, and also like to thank everybody that did enter the contest. Congrats to the winners. And uh, yeah, it was a great turnout. And uh, we'll definitely be doing this again. Uh, it's our first actual Twitter contest. So it was really cool to uh, to do that. And, you know, hopefully we, we have some of those, you know, hanging around. You know, you know, some we're gonna get bots apparently. We'll see. You know, but that, that's that's how it goes. But it's great to have some new new fresh faces, and hopefully we see you guys at, at the you know the, these podcasts because they're fun. It's great to talk to Steve. It's great to talk to Greg. You know, from my perspective, um, hopefully they enjoy talking to me. But for me, it's it's also about the fans. It's about the community. It's about the chat. It's about just you know being a part of that. And if you're listening to this after the fact. Um, you know, hopefully you're still entertained and we are entertaining you, but you know, it is really awesome just to be able to real chat with people and, uh, com- you know, connect with them via, you know, discord and Twitter and, and just get to talk games even outside of the, uh, the podcast days. Cause I love talking games all the time. Um, and, uh, Greg and, and Steve, we, we all talk games all the time and that's, that's part of the fun of this. It's a community we we like to have fun. Um, so yeah, thanks again. And, uh, I will be saying I was supposed to be doing this, um, last night actually, but, but it, they, they had a little bit of a, 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 a technical difficulty, so we couldn't record last night, but I'm actually going to be a guest on another podcast. Uh, and I don't know when it's going to come because we haven't recorded yet, but it's the, we, the gamer cast, 
which I believe also celebrated 200 episodes, mm. which is kind of cool. So uh, I'm, I was supposed to be recording last night, um, just waiting to find out when, when we get to record. But supposedly, it's supposed to happen. And uh, I do have an industry talk going live soon at Nintendo Fuse. Um, that's going to be up on our YouTube. It is live on the Switch Mania Playcast. That's the audio version. This is the first time we're doing an industry talk that's split. Um, but the video version is going to be on our YouTube, where you can see me and we're talking with Physicality Games which is a publisher doing, you know, taking digital games and turning them into physical. Really great guys, so follow them if you, uh, if you are interested in, in their stuff. Um, and, and definitely watch that industry talk. And uh, yeah, and the next time you'll, you'll see me is on the Switch Mania Playcast. The next time we'll see all of us will be in two weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, make sure you check out all that stuff. If you haven't subscribed to us, uh, if you haven't hit that bell on YouTube, make sure you do all those things. Um, like, comment, all that stuff. Uh, but especially make sure you're subscribed so you do get uh, that industry talk when that goes live. Um, that's going to be a good one with uh, Barry and Physicality Games. Uh, but uh, yeah, until next time, man, it's been great to uh, to talk games with you guys. Happy gaming, and we'll, we'll see you on episode 202. Have a good one. Take care.